time to ham up. Oh my god, I really try hard. Shut it down! Somehow it's the best. After the credits. A Yum Chunks podcast. Yum Chunks! Hey everybody, guess who's back? This guy with the super annoying voice. And I am here... We are. Yeah, I'm here to make sure. Who are you? Who am I? I'm the embodiment of DC Comics. That's who I am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember inviting you on this podcast. And I'm here to make sure that everyone, you know, stays in check. I gotta defend and sometimes be a little apologetic for DC films, but I don't think I'm gonna have to be very apologetic for this one. But we'll see later. That's well, what are we even talking about? Nameless. Why? Figure. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> We're talking about the movie of the century, the, the <laughs> rumor mill movie of the century, Zack Snyder's Justice League. I see. Um, well, as you have tied us up here and forced us to have this discussion at gunpoint, I guess we'll take part. It's really it's more of like a saw trap. You know, you, <laughs> each one of you has this unique trap built around you know your your personal flaws and you have to escape by the end of this episode uh well i'm dead that's it (laughs) chris you didn't say who we were that's a part of the (laughs) or oh yeah that's chris (laughs) i mean come on the manifestation if you're watching chris is a little rusty if you're watching, or I guess not watching, if you're listening to this, you know who <laughs> this we are. This is a podcast. But, but you know not what? Only that, you know what? Chris, Chris is rusty at being a podcast and also at understanding the five senses. <laughs> there are six senses. I watched well, a movie about it. Okay. Um, <laughs> we are yum well, chunks. If who you can't are tell we, Chris? By our, if you can't tell by our meandering intro, or my meandering intro, <laughs> we are yum chunks. Now that's on brand for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, this is. Yeah, absolutely. And and we all take some of the blame in the meandering. Nothing's yeah. nothing's changed. No, Chris, it's great to have you back. Glad yes. to be yeah, back. We got we got we got Sean. We got. I'm yeah. Got, my ex. Wait, do, does the community know you as Matt or Chewy? I don't even remember. It's it doesn't so matter. It, it doesn't. You're Matt it doesn't matter. I'm, yeah, I'm Matt. I'm Chewy. Whatever you want. There you go. There, I, there I am. There's Ryan. Hey. <laughs> and then there's me. This guy. Two thumbs. This guy. Having a having a ball. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Oh man! But uh, before we do that, I do remember that we used to go around the little chunk fire and discuss what what's been up so let's see yeah, yeah see if you if you haven't since you haven't been on there a while we've we've kind of refer we uh kind of uh re-refined our definition of what this is okay so we bring our chunks to the fire and we throw them in the fire and that gets the fire blazing so uh, that so, we can so have a, a heated gotcha, we have gotcha, to have yep. a heated conversation we got to get the fire going yeah. so we bring our chunks a sacrifice all right, well, let's let's start with Ryan. Ryan, sacrifice your chunks. All right, well, this is a good one because they're just small little chunks. I'm going to sacrifice these little bitty chunks. Um, actually, I just have to report. On, it's been a while since I've reported on terrible Netflix movies not to watch. So it's, it's good, good to update you guys on that. You may have heard about the Nicolas Cage vehicle, Jiu-Jitsu, um, on Netflix. Uh I, it's not what you think the movie's going to be in that after watching it, you won't have any idea what it was. 
So therefore, <laughs> no matter what you thought it was, it won't be that. Um, um, I've never heard of this film. What if so... I thought it was Season of the Witch? The, nope, you'd be wrong. See, there you go. It's it's just I don't. Yeah, Nicolas Cage ends up kind of like halfway into the movie. Well, maybe not halfway. Maybe a good half an hour into the movie, he just shows up and it just kind of takes over the movie. And it's just this martial arts movie where they're fighting against, well, presumably some alien force. And it's it's as bad as any of those sci-fi Netflix movies. Alien Force is not something I would have made a presumption about from a movie called Jiu-Jitsu starring Nicolas Cage. But I, don't, I guess... <laughs> That's you know, what I'm no. saying. This movie is... I, 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 I'm not even sure why it's called Jiu-Jitsu. Um, anyway, uh, so that's something not to watch for y'all. Um, it kind of yeah. sounds like you remember you remember um, the remake of Karate Kid and how he was doing kung fu the whole time instead of karate. That's what it, that's what it sounds like. In that this movie's called Jujitsu, but it's doing Nicolas Cage the whole time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, that's pretty accurate. Nicolas Cage is definitely his own brand of uh, of combat martial art. Well, he, he he's doing what he thinks is Jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kept saying, you got to call the movie Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be in other words. Well, we got to get him in the movie, so he gets what he wants. Uh, uh, the other Netflix sci-fi movie not to watch is the third installment in the Skyline franchise. I bet you guys didn't even know it was a franchise. but No, I, I, knew there was I one didn't know there was them. a second one. No, I had no idea. Yeah, so the, yeah. the second one is called Beyond Skyline. And... <laughs> And it is bad, but it does have Frank Grillo. If you like him, I actually I thought he kind of kind of almost made the movie worth it. It also has a couple of the guys from, or maybe just one of the guys, but anyway, from do, do the raid. Mm. Yeah, and anyway, the third one just got added to Netflix, and it has a couple of faces you might recognize. One of them being Alexander Siddig. <laughs> yeah and guess what he's talking about wormholes <laughs> yeah like awesome. they had to just throw that in there just to i don't know just to just to do it and it was worth it let me tell you it was worth the whole two hours uh, <laughs> even though you don't recommend anyone else watching it, it no definitely don't 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 i had to look up who this guy was and i see deep space nine and oh okay yes. yeah got you. it yep He's also in Game of Thrones for people who don't know DC's yeah. name. Yeah. What about uh, for people who don't know either of those? Then we don't care about you. Yeah. But he's a pretty good actor. I mean, just, just in general. Kidding. The movie's not very good, but... Um, but it is kind of funny, like, just to that they've kept the cinematic universe going. Or, I don't know, cinematic universe, but this... <laughs> this, this you know what? No, I'm not going to back down off that. They kept it going, and I hope they don't stop, because they everyone keeps setting up the next movie as if, like, no, this is... We're going to keep doing this. I don't, um, I don't think you can just call any franchise a cinematic universe. I think you have to have, I think you have to have a franchise made of franchises. Do you? Who's to yeah. say? I'm, well, I, I consider the just, Notebook it, to be its own cinematic universe. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, who's the who's the who's the Nick Nick uh, who's the writer of those? It was like um, Nicholas Cage, <laughs> yeah. Sparks. Sparks. That's what it was. Nicholas Sparks. It's the Nicholas oh, it's Sparks. <laughs> like, oh, I thought I thought you did. I thought you did too. I forgot that you mentioned the Notebook. Um, I was <laughs> trying to make a, a whole, joke. There should be a whole stationary based cinematic universe. <laughs> That's a bad Station- joke. You could use that joke, Chris, if you want. 
because you're a dad now. See, I don't get it because I'm not a dad. Stationary notebook. Right? Then the next book movie is like you know the pencil. I don't get it. <laughs> he doesn't, Sean. He doesn't get fishing metaphors. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That was a Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs reference, ladies and gentlemen. But it right. works because it was the whole dad not getting, you know, exactly. Son not dad jokes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, dad jokes. what else? Think, Ryan, do you have any other movies that you're here to save us from that we weren't going to watch anyway? That's all I got for now. Those are the only <laughs> chunks I have to offer. <laughs> all right. What about. Well, um, well I'll jump in uh, because I feel like I have uh, the inverse of Ryan's chunks. Oh. I have like anti his antimatter chunks. They're conchers. <laughs> yes. Um, I have films that I've watched that I do think people should watch um, because, well, recently the Academy Award nomination nominations were released, and as I want to do most years, I try to watch all the as many of them as I can, at least all the Best Picture nominees. So I've been going through. I had already seen a handful of them already, but. Um, just trying to pick up the last one. So I've watched recently, I watched Promising Young Woman. That's a quite good movie. It's really great. I, I, I don't know if I loved it, but I, I kind of wanted to love it and I kind of do love it, but it's really dark. It's a real dark comedy. Oh man. That's actually on theme for tonight because they just announced that the writer director, maybe director, I think it was the writer of that is doing a Zatanna movie. Oh, it's the writer it's... and the director. It was the same for this movie, Promising Young Woman, written and directed by. Well, she and will be doing the same for Zatanna then. Em- Emerald Fennell, and I don't know what Zatanna is. Is is that the magician? Oh, yeah. it's easy. Oh, yeah. right. Okay, I know. I know this. Oh, that's character. right. I, do I know. I know my stuff. Actually. Yeah, I know, I know right. Yeah. Okay. Now I feel silly for saying I didn't know it. I knew this character. Anyway. You're so ahead. silly. Anyways, really good. Watch that. Carrie Mulligan. Um, Bo Burnham's in it. And it's it's real dark. Um, but good. Uh, what else? Uh, I had seen No Man Land. I think you guys had mentioned this, but I had I finally saw No Bad, no Bad Land. That uh, was a good film. That was also... Yeah. It, w- it wasn't dark, but it was sad. But also pretty and happy and beautiful and everything. Um... Watch that. And then I saw Minari. Um, also, a very, very good film. Um, it has the guy from Walking Dead. Steven Yeun? Isn't, yep. he, isn't he Avatar whatever? Wand? Yeah, Wand. that guy. Yeah. yeah, Avatar Wand's in it. And he's just a farmer. A Korean farmer. Uh, yeah, it's, it's delightful. It's just a slice of good old pure um, American. Americana. But... Uh, but it has a really delightful little young little boy who's super cute and just like steals the show. And it's just a good family, like, I don't know, drama. Just as good. Go watch it. Um, what else? Uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom Chewy. I know you had seen that. I finally watched mm-hmm. that. Um, I liked it. It's one of those films, though, that seems to me that's clearly a stage play adaptation. And I always have yes. kind of mixed feelings about those types of films. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like it, and I thought all the performances were great, but it just feels like the whole time I'm just like, I kind of just want to watch the play of this. Right. I mean, there's a lot of like, okay, these four characters are going to sit in this room yes. for the next 15 minutes and talk. Like, yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it's very evident, but yeah. Anyways, um, but that's, oh, and then the last thing is, to top it all off, I went to a movie theater again for the first what? time in... What? 
in the first time in forever. Hey, I know that. Is that, is that the words? Are yeah, the that's words? that um, Tangled. Yeah, I saw the movie in a movie. Tangled. It was good. <laughs> yes. Um, so there you go. Movie theater's open. I saw a movie theater, and I saw a movie in that movie theater, and I saw good movies. That's it. That's my chunk. Okay. Fire's continuing to burn. Chewy, what about hey. what you got? All right. Well, um, still doing a lot of the stuff I was doing. I'm still going back through my entire MCU rewatch. Uh, for those of you who missed the last episode, it's because of my mother-in-law decided to get into the MCU, and um, and uh, so I've been staying at least a movie ahead of her so that um, so that uh, I can send her notes because I'm you know recognizing that. Uh, internet nerds like all of us spend, you know, four to six months online reading theories, making theories, talking about what's going to happen in the next one, analyzing everything, finding clues for the next movie, Easter eggs, and all that. And I'm just like, yo, here are the parts of the plot that you you should probably remember for the next movie. So I'm going through that. Um, we're at, uh, we're about, she's about to be at Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so mm. we're... We're chugging right along there. Deep uh, deep into phase two. Yes. Uh, I finished um, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Incredible. Amazing. One of the best video games I've ever played. Um, I kind of want to start it again, which is, you know, not normal. I kind of want to go back and start it again. Um, I have started playing, uh, and I just recently got and started playing the new... Uh, not new Mario game, but you know, the, the, the one that is, was on the Wii U and then they released it with Bowser's Fury Su- 3D World. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. The one that I had mentioned a couple yes, of times. Yes. I, I and I think when you mentioned it, it said, I'm going to hold off on that. And then they had the whole Mario day sales and yeah. I went, um, no, I, I have no, I have no impulse control. So I bought it and Maeve and I tried out both. And, um, uh, the, uh, the base game is fantastic. Um, Bowser's Fury also is pretty good. Um, the thing is that, uh, playing co-op is, uh, Uh-oh. when you play as the little, uh, Bowser Jr., um, yeah. well, basically, you both can control the camera, and that's no good. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, you know, she's playing as Mario, and I was playing as Bowser Jr., and Bowser Jr. is pretty, um, pretty overpowered. You can, I mean, he, he can't yeah. die. So, um, you could just run ahead and, um, and, uh, just kill all the bad guys. So, you know, because Mario's the one who has lives. But the game kind of has a weird way of deciding who it's going to follow. Like, if someone's too less stagnant or more stagnant than the other one, the camera will go, okay, this is who I'm focusing on. But, um, it very often, if two people are moving the camera, it, or like if you're going along trying to do your thing and then the other person moves the camera, then it's just chaos. So, um, yeah, the the um, the co-op leaves uh, a, a little bit desired, uh, but I still I think the game concept is a lot of fun. I like the open worlds. I like the Bowser getting angry and raining fire. I, I think it's 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 fun. It's a good time. Um, I think we mentioned that it was maybe they were testing the waters for a full length game in this style. Um, I hope so. I would love a full-length Mario game that's made like this. I think that would be great. Um, shake up the Mario formula. Um, I'm still watching. Uh, I'm, I'm, I've started my Star Trek adventure, and I've uh, 
Maeve and I put together a list of about 20 episodes from original series, and um, we've of the list, we finished all the ones that were in seasons one and two. So we just started on our season three episodes last night, um, and oh my gosh, I love this show. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's incredible. I love it. Um, I it, I was saying last night, I feel like, um, you, know, um, you know, Black Mirror gets a lot of comparisons to the Twilight Zone. I think... Yeah. I think this is the show that has more similarity to Black Mirror because it, it, they both have a lot of like, well, what if technology, what if this technology existed? How would people react to it? How would that shape society? You know, what if uh, this is what society was? You know, what would that be like? And mm-hmm. I love that the original series is like, it's not interested in continuity. It's not, it doesn't have all this like drama between the characters. It's just like, all right, the characters are for the most part pretty constant. And here's a weird planet. And here's what their deal is and philosophical stuff. And then by the end of most episodes, everybody's just like, let's get the hell off this planet. <laughs> so I love it. It's great. I'm having a great time. And then my last chunk, um, I mentioned that Maeve and I are going through the best of the worst archives on red letter media. And we got a little too far down the rabbit hole and started. Um, well, we had been buying, as a weird collector's thing, we had been buying VHS tapes from our childhoods and been looking for a working VCR. It's actually surprisingly hard to get right now. And we even said maybe we should get a VCR repairman. Um, but uh, we got one that works, and we ended up buying a tape that was on Best of the Worst, Wheel of the Worst, the Shoji Chibuchi Show, um, which is just this... Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, this big, like, this big production somewhere in the Midwest, I think, that's like some very small town that like there's no entertainment except for this massive um shoji chibuchi who plays the fiddle and then his wife and they put on this big musical review show and it's it's just so earnest and fun (laughs) so we we bought we found it we tracked down a copy and maybe bought it so um we've gone a little too far down the best of the worst rabbit hole but that's what we've been up to and um now you know what i've been up to there you go all right uh, I want to hear from Chris, and I want to hear a lot from Chris, because you have not been on the podcast for a while, a few months now. So why don't you tell us why? Well, I submit to you, members of the Yum Chunk Society, this tale of dark horror. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I, I had a mini-me. Um <laughs> No, I had, a, I had a baby, and between that and work, that's been my life. But, you know, I actually think I got pretty lucky with my baby. He he just kind of he just kind of fell into kind of well, maybe maybe, and take, don't take this the wrong way, but maybe because I, I can insult us now. <laughs> no, 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 no. But maybe because I got dogs before I got the baby. And I got so used to training them, right? I was like, okay, this is how you train a dog. And then we yeah. got another dog, and we were able to train it super fast because we had trained the first dog. Uh, we had that process down. We actually applied a similar process to the baby, right? And and this this is after reading like books about how to raise babies, obviously, too. And it just seemed to fall in, right? Like one of the things you're supposed to do when uh, – to teach them to sleep through the night and to teach them to fall back asleep is, you know, you let them 
you you let them cry in their crib right you're not supposed to interact with them you're supposed to let them know like that's not going to get them answers so it's kind of like a dog right where you're like you don't give it attention because otherwise it's going to associate what it's doing with how to get attention and it's it's like a similar thing but anyways our baby picked that up really quick he sleeps through the night for the most part um i think mostly teething kind of wakes him up usually around 4 a.m but then he'll fall back asleep now because we trained him how to do that um like a dog (laughs) (laughs) i mean everything you say is right just usually just don't say i trained my baby but i trained my baby it's like like some like some train you are like some train a dragon i train babies um well you're talking about his pavlovian you know conditioning which is exactly (laughs) what you're doing and it's funny because whenever you know they teach or you study pavlov they always use the dog (laughs) metaphor with the with the meat powder (laughs) so um i i know i guess i mean it shouldn't what you're saying shouldn't be as weird as it sounds <laughs> but it sounds weird don't get oh, me I'm, wrong i'm trying to make it sound weird yeah i yeah i figured <laughs> right but i mean for the most part like I, it, I i get to wake up i take care of him in the mornings and then i'll put him down for a nap around like 9 30 and then i get to go to work and then he'll wake up around lunch and then i'll i'll play with him for a little bit around lunch and then he goes back down for a nap that he usually sleeps for a couple hours and it, it just works really well with Kay and my schedule. So he, he's he's really good. And he doesn't cry for the most part. He only cries if he's like really hungry. But um, that usually doesn't happen. And he, he's just all giggles and laughs and he's crawling now. I, I basically, I, I'm like his football coach. I keep pushing him to do the next <laughs> thing as quick as possible. People keep telling me that I'm raising, I'm, I'm making him skip over the whole baby phase. Because he's just like rocketing through all these different steps and getting to the next one right well, away. Maybe yeah. he's not going to remember anyway. Yeah, like, he won't remember. That's years. good. Yeah, it's not like it's his glory years or something. Oh, no, no, no. no. <laughs> this isn't for him or for me. This is for like grandparents, right? Grandparents that oh, okay. can't like see him right now because of the pandemic. This is like, he's. <laughs> they're not going to have, by the time they see him, he's not going to be doing anything babyish, right? He's just going to be doing the full it's... grown. He's going to be doing like taxes in the corner. <laughs> Well, I, I would put... advise that you don't try to train him to do backflips on a trampoline. <laughs> you know, people keep saying that. If anything, I am, <laughs> am the person to train him because I know what not to do now, which is land on your neck. Don't do not do it. That's, don't land you on your neck. You the most valuable lesson of all. That was a surprisingly logical answer. <laughs> Chris, fatherhood has changed you. you it took me, you're surprisingly it took me, logical now. It took me a lot of years of backflips to learn that in, intense lesson. Well, <laughs> well you're, basically it sounds like fatherhood is easy. Everyone yeah, have children. Everybody should it's do easy. it. Really, they should. It's, Everybody who's complaining simpler. about raising kids, like, just shut up. Yeah. What, <laughs> if, uh, if, if Chris can do it, then... <laughs> if you're complaining about raising you know, kids, it's it, a reflection it's on It's also really, it's really funny, too, because, you know, I think part... And this probably... And I'd have to imagine this applies to most new parents during this pandemic, right? Is, you know... for the I would imagine the last, like, couple decades or whatever, you know the life of a a newborn is way different than what it what mine's getting right now right because like parents have to go to work in the morning so they drop them off at like daycare or grandparents right there's a lot more like shuffling around of the baby mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but because of the pandemic and everything Kay and I are working from home 
we get to spend all day with him. So, if I mean, it could also have the adverse effect. But he sees some people every now and then, but uh, for the most part, right, like, he's not seeing a ton of people. So maybe mm. that'll come back. But for the most part, right, he's just so happy. He gets to spend all day with his parents every day, right? It's well, yeah. It's actually kind and of interesting. It sounds, it seems, I mean, fingers crossed, knock on wood, that we're, the pandemic's hopefully winding down. And it all, it kind of seems like, yeah, there's been a lot of new parents just in general through this. And it's I, I would think it's like easing in. It's like kind of, you know, easing into parenthood because you don't have all those other obstacles. Everybody's staying at home, you know, so maybe, you know, it's kind of like a training wheel situation, I, I guess, maybe. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, you're you're right. It's it it eases that that entryway into parenthood for sure being able to be like oh because i mean i don't i don't know how most other people's work from home is i work in video games and everything so it's it's a relatively lax industry in terms of oh i can get up from my desk cuz the baby's crying and take care of them and not have to worry about being like yelled at or whatever yeah. right like um you know, versus, I don't know, somebody else may have a much stricter kind of environment that they're working from home in. So, yeah, I guess like, you know, I, I'm teaching from home. I can't just like stand up and go, okay, y'all just, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> when, yeah, I, when mean, I feel I, like it. <laughs> if I'm like in a meeting, right? Right. Yeah obviously, I, I, yeah. obviously. But yeah, when I'm not in a meeting, it's not a big deal. But you as a teacher, I imagine you're nothing but meetings, <laughs> classes. So, well, I mean, yeah, meetings and classes. <laughs> So. <laughs> but so it's like you got it you're there you're, you got to be there you got to have your camera on you gotta there you go so it's like yeah. yeah it sounds it sounds like your setup right now is uh is pretty good it's pretty um it's, it sounds i don't know pretty good yeah and i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a few more months uh kind of like this i mean Kay thinks her job is basically going to be work from home forever hmm. and my job i don't have to worry about going back until the fall at the earliest so we still got plenty of time He'll he'll be one before any of this really changes. So, wow, yeah, cool. Well, you got lots of time to prepare, and you know all those little <laughs> things that people don't know going into parenthood. Like a lot of them, you're knocking out right now, while you don't have to also deal with the other things. So, cool. Uh, Good. Here's another. Here's another tidbit. Don't shake the baby. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I I feel like I knew that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Thanks, they'll, Chris. They'll throw up on you, amongst <laughs> other, amongst other things. So just face them away from you, <laughs> and then shake them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sound advice, everyone. If you want to hear them shake like a rattle, we by no means at Yum Chunks condone shaking babies. Don't do it. <laughs> just Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Only experts. But it, uh, so one thing. One thing I actually told. Uh, I actually just got this yesterday, and I told Sean about it earlier. Is. Um, you know, parenting's different now than it was back in the day. And, you know, people are, there are more people willing to admit they're nerds in today's culture. So you get like books for toddlers. That are, uh, one of my friends who just had a kid, you know, he got a book that's like the ABCs through D&D, &D, right? And this is ABC book for kids. And it's all through like D&D &D references and stuff like that. And I found, I found a book the other day. That was a retelling of the newest God of War. It has an ABC hmm. book. Oh I'm, a, I'm not sure if I agree with that. <laughs> and I was reading it to him this morning. 
And it, I'm obviously, I, I don't know how much I should be concerned. I mean, the pictures are obviously cartooned up. It's not like screens from the game, right? Um, oh, God, I got to see what this more. looks like now. But it's called God of War B is for Boy, which is a reference to the game <laughs> because that's what got, that's what uh, Kratos calls his son throughout the whole game, just calls him Boy, right? Um, and I was reading it to him. It's got some bad words in it. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures do definitely have blood in them <laughs> uh but but while i was reading it to him it does a decent job of capturing kind of the themes and story and it actually made me want to go back and replay god of war uh, <laughs> sounds like this book is benefiting you like my opinion that i had been forming of uh you as a father is rapidly reversing <laughs> It, it was it was good. It was a good book. <laughs> Chris, you weren't reading it to your son, were you? The baby was asleep. He was. Asleep. He, was <laughs> he was next to me. He was rolling around. He wasn't paying any attention. So, <laughs> so when I said the when I said the bad words out loud, he, he probably didn't even hear him. He wasn't listening. Right. <laughs> yeah. But. Um... It's just a, a severed head on his hip, you know? It's, that's not going to scar a kid. <laughs> yeah. It's fantasy fun. Um, well, it sounds like you're taking the fatherhood like a fish to water. It's it's super easy. It's it's bred into humanity's DNA, unless, I guess, you're like a redneck or whatever. But, you know, it's like bred into our DNA. Uh, yeah well i, I definitely or didn't understand Sean's Jackson. metaphor but i guess chris immediately got it so that's that's proof he's a father <laughs> right i mean i just don't get it because i I'm, i don't I'm get not it a, exactly there I we go father of the year i work hard for that award um so yeah that's that's most of my life but i do tend to find time late in the evenings to get some gaming in uh here and there and my big accomplishment, really, since the last time we talked, was I managed to chip chip away, chip away, chip away, and I managed to finish a playthrough of Cyberpunk 2077, and that was quite enjoyable. It's it's not a masterpiece, but it it is definitely high tier gaming stuff. You played on PC. I played on PC. That is correct. I did not play on consoles for people because I know the consoles had uh, a lot of issues pc still had issues not as much as consoles from what i hear but well it's good to hear i i do i'm looking forward to playing that i was kind of giving it some time to breathe and get some patches in so yeah uh i i actually it it intrigued me enough that i for one of the first times ever am actually interested in going back and playing the different routes that are available because you know at the beginning you get to choose from like one of three different starting points essentially are you are you like a business person are you a city kid from the streets or are you an out nomad from the outlands right and i'm actually interested to actually play as some of those different ones and see like the differences i feel i feel like the gameplay options there there's a lot of choices to choose from and how you play and so i could really mix it up and so like ryan was just saying waiting for some patches to potentially start another run uh while i wait for other big games to come out cool awesome nice well oh uh, nice the fire is the the fire is (laughs) roaring 
It's ready. I can uh, yeah, we are ready. Inhale for this. those chunk bits into your uh, nostrils. Let them gonna... let them float through the nostrils, tickle the brain. Get and you... uh, that's the episode, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. And... <laughs> uh, no, everyone. We are now finally. Mm-hmm. At ready, long last. Ready to spend the next four hours. <laughs> ready to spend the next four hours. Four more hours. Nope. We're going to live cast if, as we all watch it. If um, people, if people, if this, I want everyone to know, I tried to get this group together and to record ourselves watching this live. I tried to get a live I actually, going. you know, I should have replied. I, I would have been down for that. Um, it, I mean, it would have been painful, but I think it would have been fun as well. At Wednesday night at midnight there was there was no way there was no, there was way, no way i was waiting to watch this movie <laughs> yeah there, well, we there, knew that. there was no way in hell i was gonna i would have so you that. were up till four in the morning on wednesday Chris? And, yeah well i mean yeah. i didn't i didn't well, go to sleep figured. after that but um cool well okay so before we get into it spoilers uh because we gotta say spoilers um so yeah but uh chris before we jump into our own um, sweet ambiotic fluid of thoughts. Oh. Tell us what happened in this movie. I don't know what's that stuff in Superman's ship. What's that? I was trying to say that, but I don't know. I said ambiotic fluid, and I started thinking of Death Stranding. Well, I was just thinking about the fact that we just spent a whole bunch of time talking about Chris's baby. Yeah, I don't know. It, Whatever. It was bad, Sean. It was it was bad. What? I thought it was good. I mean, I didn't. I don't like the idea of bathing in amniotic fluid at all. Listen, I have a fetus in a jar right next to me. Yeah, mine's still the office. Um, All right. Well, regardless, Chris, what happened in this thing? All right. uh, So let's let's do a quick little recap. I'll keep this short because it follows mainly the same plot in general as the uh, theatrical cut from 2017. So it begins directly after uh, Batman v Superman ended with the death of Superman. And this has uh, greatly affected the way that Batman sees things uh, after seeing Superman's noble sacrifice and, you know, interacting with his mom and stuff and grounding him a bit. That leads uh, Batman on a journey to collect uh, a group of super beings to form the justice league to defend the earth against an incoming threat that Lex Luthor blatantly told him was coming, uh, at the end of Batman V Superman. And over the, the period they come to understand while he's trying to recruit these people, they come to find out there are mother boxes on earth, which act as uh, really mythical, magical type of technology from way off in the deep recesses of space that can act as like teleporters and a variety of other things. And these aliens from also the far reaches of space have come to collect these mother boxes and conquered the planet Earth. It's up to Batman and the Justice League to stop them. Uh, This movie introduces characters that were teased in Batman v Superman, uh, such as Cyborg. It would have introduced Aquaman (laughs) if uh, the Aquaman movie, everything hadn't gone down and the Aquaman movie would have come afterwards. Um, uh, The Flash... Um, and I think I think those are what it introduces, and then it, it further expands on Wonder Woman and Batman's mythos as well in this one. And uh, they have to stop Alien Steppenwolf from collecting the mother boxes to summon an even darker, ancient evil Dark Side from the far reaches of space on a planet known as Apocalypse. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
and then they um and then they do it right and then they well they, stop they, they, they stop do they? they resurrect superman and then they do it yeah that's supposed important to recap part. what happened in the movie <laughs> you're not telling us the trailer chris <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, anyways yeah so i mean it was pretty much it you yeah, really yeah yeah, yeah all they it. did was get superman and then they stop him and that's pretty much and they it. stop him Good job. Yeah. Nice job. So, I was trying to avoid spoilers for some reason. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was wondering if we said there would be spoilers. Um, so should I should I go through those list of questions that we are going to address, or should we just go through them? Um, well, let's, 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 let's tackle them once. Well, I feel like definitely the first one, we should all kind of go around and answer yeah, I feel like yeah, that's good. Let's just do it. Let's not all at one. Don't say them all at once, Chew. <laughs> yeah. Let's just go to them as we get to them. Sure. I think. All that right. More sense. Well, let's go around in the circle. Did we enjoy this movie? Anyone can take it away. Oh, God, yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think I know the answer, all of Chris's answers to every one of these questions. On the house, but... Actually, I, I am kind of curious to hear what Chris, like, if he does have critiques, what those would be. But anyway. I do have critiques, um, but we'll okay. get into that later. Uh, yeah, I, I will say I did like it. I liked it um, more than I thought I would. Um, yes, I also will be in that camp. Um there's so much more to that statement, but yeah. just purely on that question, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say I liked it. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> I thought it was slow, yeah. slow, dull, boring, and miserable. I did not. I did not enjoy watching it. Uh, ooh, I'm intrigued now. Yeah, especially the, what the answers to your Chewy. subsequent questions are going to be. Oh no, I, I'm fully well well aware that I am in the minority here, and I'm fully well aware I came into this. With the intention of eating crow, and also um, not to be a contrarian or anything, but like, yeah, I just—if I'm being honest—I did not enjoy this. It was very, very hard for me to get through it. Um, I wanted to turn it off several times. That's my honest. That's <gasps> no, I'm glad. I'm yes. glad because honestly, I was I was mad at myself for liking it. I'm like, God dang it! <laughs> yeah, why do I have to like this stupid movie. I, I, so I'm glad that you didn't like it. I disliked it to such a degree. I feel like I'm going crazy. I feel like, is this a prank? Does the entire is the entire world playing a prank on me? Like I'm in the Truman Show. Have I lost my taste for movies? Do I even deserve to be reviewing movies? I don't know. Everything's in question because I disliked this movie so much. I feel like that's actually a good way to just sum up the state of just um, pop culture nowadays. Yeah. Is that we're all <laughs> pulling a prank on each other? Like, they're, <laughs> that, they're... right? I kind of well, feel like we've gotten to the point where nothing means anymore, anything anymore. But um, right. Anyway. Well, this movie, this movie is trolling us. I don't. I don't think that's in your imagination. Right. But we'll get to yeah. we'll get to that later. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but well, let's go to the next question, Chewy, because I feel like it's just going to open up. Like, yeah, we'll, all right, we'll open up discussion <laughs> some more. Do we think that this is a good movie? Go ahead. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, well, Chris, go for it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, to me, if I'm being honest, this falls, this falls pretty firmly in the center, in my opinion, between good and great. Um, I, pretty I firmly in the center. <laughs> pretty firmly in the center. I don't think it's like it could be summer summarized as just being oh this is just good, but it doesn't quite have what it takes. I think to reach the point of saying this was great. Um, I mean, I could cite a lot of reasons uh, behind this logic, but all in all, like I know, I know a lot of things that help people back things like uh, it being four hours. I don't think that bothered me very much, mainly because I'm a huge nerd. 
for DC and I was more time with these characters is just heaven for me, regardless of the reason, uh, especially since it was so well acted and all these characters I felt like were very likable um, and believable as well. Nobody really did anything that stood out as like, oh, why would they ever do that? Or they, why would this character do this? Um, yeah, I mean, to me, it didn't even feel like four hours. It, it, it felt... It honestly felt shorter than, you know, like I would now I'm not trying to draw this as a troll maneuver, but it felt to me, it felt like it was a shorter time than, you know, like end game. Right. I, I mean, I, I don't agree, but I know what you mean. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I know, uh, yeah, I know, I know literally it's not a shorter time. I know the difference between that, but to, yes, the way it yes. felt. If to me the time I think for on. me a more apt comparison would be something like Lord of the Rings not that I equate them but I would think that maybe what you're getting at you feel this not being long is the same way I don't feel the Lord of the Rings movies are long despite the fact that they are excruciatingly long <laughs> yeah um anyway so yeah I thought it had really good acting um I felt like because it was 4 hours Zack Snyder was able to really build because i mean he had he had a monumental task right he had to introduce and give reasoning behind cyborg the flash technically aquaman and then he had to really expand on things like wonder woman um and batman since we didn't get too much background in uh bvs of batman and then obviously he had to bring back superman uh and then he also I felt, and I know this is a contention point with a lot of people, I felt he did a good job with Steppenwolf. Granted, I also have a lot of background with these characters, so I'm able to fill in a lot of blanks that I don't realize aren't there, just naturally watching it. But, you know, I felt like there was a little bit of uh, tragedy to Steppenwolf, right? I mean, it's all self-enforced tragedy for sure, but, you know, you kind of felt for the guy. He just wanted to go home. But that wasn't going to happen. Uh... Uh, yeah. I, all right. Cool. Go ahead. Uh, around, continue. Yeah. Uh, well, okay. Uh, so the question of it being good, right? This Chris touched on a lot of different points. Not all of which I think contribute to it being good necessarily. More just like as a, maybe preference kind of things. But you know, like I think a movie can be good without it being art. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. is this is a movie that is the furthest it's the furthest from being art as it can be um it, it there's no artistry in its storytelling i don't really think i'm not no artistry but i think i think about like skillful storytelling is is evading the verbose this movie doesn't even mm-hmm. attempt that mm-hmm. so i think on that level no it's not good but on maybe like a different scale of its own it's it is can be considered good uh like well i mean we're getting (laughs) into good as an opinion it's subjective blah 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 yeah Yeah, and that's kind of yeah exactly that's kind of what i was trying to what's our scale right right what what yeah what what, how are we judging good yeah yeah and, Uh, and because a lot of what chris was saying you know it this movie is so loaded um it it's hard it's hard not to think about all the mitigating factors that made it what it is um right it's hard to observe this movie in a vacuum so it's really hard yeah. to be objective um right. anyway no, so I, I, I get with, that yeah so with that being said and 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 i think chris's points aren't invalid right because 
I mean, he's making a movie that he had to Frankenstein back together, you know? So anyway, mm-hmm. without we'll get into that later. But um, anyway, I, I would say no, it's not a good movie. But it's, I don't think it's it's not like, I mean, I think the original Justice League was a was probably a bad movie or. Yeah, I would say it's it's 25 percent better than the original Justice League in terms of quality based on <laughs> hey, that's, no that's the next question scale. Well, well, yeah, we'll get we'll get into that in um, a bit. But yeah, Sean and, and myself will go ahead. Sean, go ahead. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of kind of taken off where Ryan, what Ryan was saying, I think. I kind of judge it more like maybe the question for me is, is this, if you could qualify good is maybe less about any objective sense, because that is somewhat impossible, but as a term more in a reflection of how well it, uh, it fulfills its intentions, then yes, I would say this is a good movie. If that, if that makes any sense, Mm -hmm. did it, did it do what the filmmaker intended for it to do? Yeah. Yeah. I, I would definitely say so. That doesn't mean I need to like it or think that those intentions are good or or even as Ryan was saying, you know, necessarily high art or anything like that. But I think that is a pretty f- adequate or, you know, it's a fair way to judge art if is if it, it ac- accurately reflects the intentions of the creator. And I think this does. But if we're just coming out of from just a much more base... I kind of do fall on like, yeah, I, I do think it's good. It's not great. It's it like it it's it's uh yeah, it's uh it's uh, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like, you know, if I'm just like really just like really, really broad strokes just kind of thing, I'd give it a yeah. Like, yeah, it's good, it's okay. But if I'm trying to think about it more, that's how I'd judge it. Is is it reflected or is it did it do what it intended to do? And I, I guess yes is the answer from my opinion. And we'll get into more detail again. There's there's much more to come. I feel in right. this discussion, but that's where I'm landing. Bef- with that. Before Chewie, we what do you think? I, before we jump to Chewie, I just want to I just want to hop in real fast. Oh, okay, and, I see how it is. <laughs> I'm not trying to the, the yeah, stifle okay, your sure voice, but I'm just going to filibuster for the rest of this episode so you can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> well, we knew that was happening. But no, so if, interestingly enough, both Ryan and Sean. Well, I guess it's not that interesting, but they they use the term art, right? And that's something that is very interesting when I think about movies like this, right? Because, I mean, is there a superhero movie that could be considered, like, you know, like, really an art, right? Like, you know, let's say, like, a Best Picture nominee, right? It does something different, something so grand and artistic that it's not just a popcorn flick, right? And... Really, I mean, you can maybe make that argument for something like uh, The Dark Knight, right? That's, that's what but, exactly I was going to say. Dark Knight. That's the only one I can think of. Exactly, yeah. right? That's the only one you can think of. And, I mean, I guess that's my point, right? It's like when you when you think about it that way, I don't think there's really ever – and I don't even yeah. think that's really the intention of these no, movies anymore. Yeah, I agree right? with you, Chris, actually. And I, I thought I asked myself the same question. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I don't think that's necessary I don't or, or – in intention or anything like that i guess my point was more like just putting them you know putting all films on the same scale this film is furthest from that that's all i guess mm-hmm. i was trying to say yeah some thoughts on too but i want to hear chewy what do you yeah. what... thank you um <laughs> i'm actually really split on this question um and for a couple of reasons i will say that this movie is i think a competent movie 
Um, ex- mm-hmm. With some small exceptions, mainly the ending. I don't think that... I feel like, it, I feel like yeah. the last... 20 30 minute however long it was just all those You're talking about the epilogue all the up the whole epilogue i think was a, a gigantic mess um yeah. and was a bad from a filmmaking assembly like I from a cinematic standpoint yeah, I, I think the epilogue was a very bad way for the movie to go out uh aside from that i think it's a competently made movie um especially in comparison to the original which we're going to talk about um but uh which i would say is not a competently made movie um my the th- my hang up here is that for all when all is said and done the plot of this movie is not very complex and i think for this movie to be 4 hours long is inexcusable for uh, for all that actually happens it feels like not a lot actually happens like for how long it is it feels like not a lot happens and i think for me that's the reason why i was so bored is that it felt it just felt like it dragged i feel like this cut could be edited down to three hours, and you would have what, what I think would be the perfect ideal version of this movie. You cut this down to three hours, and it would be perfect. I think I think you can't just... I, to me, it's an exercise in self-indulgence. It is excessive, and it has no right to be that long. Um, uh, I and mean, I... I and, yeah, no? Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I think that a competent editor could take that and... Um, and make a movie that's well paced, and that's my honestly my biggest criticism with this movie is its pacing. And I, I think that pacing was thrown out the window for the sake of we want to in, indulge ourselves in his clude as much as possible. And uh, so that's my caveat. But I will still say that if we're talking about what they set out to do, then yeah, it was achieved. It it, it was good. And as for the art thing, I mean, I teach art. I studied art in college. I, it, that's an impossible question to answer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it was, I think I have to go with Sean on this movie. I think it was all right. I think it was all right. I think it was put together by people who knew what they were doing. I, you know, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, I also kind of want to touch on a little bit, I don't, not to get into a super crazy get into it discussion i just mean in terms of you guys talking about art and stuff in terms of like oh what film has been nominated what superhero film is art and stuff i mean i would argue all film are art well, like yeah so the the term art is just like a it's a dangerous word to use yeah. right it's just like what does that mean and blah 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 so I, i'm not trying to dismiss anything i just i just don't think that we have to think of art as like the mona lisa in the louvre <laughs> like art is everything yeah like more or less right when, I, when I, I agree say with that i, I think there's yeah. a lot of barriers that just different institutions put up to kind of yeah. aggrandize themselves as oh yes. we are art if you're not yeah. us you aren't art if you don't know yeah. how to read and write music you are not a musician that's right. obviously oh, a yeah. fallacy that's and, 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 i hate yeah. it it's contrary to i think what is core foundation to just being a human being that all humans are capable of creating music are cre- capable of creating yeah. art Anyone can be an artist if you have an intent and you go out there and you do it. And I, yeah, so, and I agree with Sean, this film, yeah, all film is art, you know, to some degree. Um, Yeah. Agreed. Yeah, that's why, I I mean, again, I didn't want to completely derail the discussion, but just just putting it out there. Um, Anyways, it'll, I'm sure it'll come up many more times. Well, yeah, I mean, I was, (laughs) I will admit that I was quick to, when Chris brought that up, I was quick to say, oh, Dark Knight. But then I kind of realized you know exactly what you said art is often what the discussion of whether or not something is art is often used as a rubber stamp of quality 
Yeah, like yeah. there's for first of all, it's all subjective, but there's bad art. You know, it's still self-expression. I mean, ultimately, it's yeah, it's a self-expression, yes. and it, yeah. It, yeah. it's interesting. You know, and that's what's great about film is that there's so many people working on it that you get this you get this self-expression from so many people like spit out as one singular product. So it's it's just. Mm-hmm. My point is, it's a mess. Who cares? I feel like the conversation about whether or not it's art is kind of irrelevant. You know, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, can, it's yeah. too messy. I don't have the energy for that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. So, so there's if we thought the movie was good. Now we've touched on it already, Chewy. But what's the next question? What was it an improvement over the original? Um. Well, actually, I think we might all be on the same page on yeah, this one. Yeah, I think, one, we, I think you already kind of answered yes, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, for me, it... it and Well, let me say, I guess, maybe we should kind of go into a little bit how we felt about the original. Because, we, you know, that movie came out before we started this. Absolutely. So we never really yeah. talked about our yeah. opinions on that Let's film. Let's do it. But I remember it coming out, and I remember liking it. I remember thinking, like, oh, this was actually somewhat of a fun kind of silly adventure for the DC films. I liked it more than BVS. I liked it more than... Suicide Squad, it kind of landed in the middle for the, for the DC movies. I rewatched it right before watching the Snyder Cut a couple days ago. And I, I think I had seen it since then, but you know, it wasn't fresh in my memory. But after rewatching it again, it was clear how just like what you talked about poorly put together it was. It, it, it was clear that it was not competently put together. Um, but I still didn't dislike it even after rewatching it. But then after watching the Snyder Cut, it made me like the the theatrical cut less. It made me go like, "Oh yeah, that movie was not. It wasn't. It wasn't good." Um, and we'll cut get into maybe more details, but but overall, I definitely thought this was an improvement. Okay, uh, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, I did not rewatch it because I choose never to watch that version again. <laughs> I don't. I don't agree with any. Your of son it. will never be allowed to mention that movie in, in your <laughs> house. It has to be prefaced by Zack Snyder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you. you it, it's really hard, especially now after having watched the Zack Snyder one, having kind of like followed kind of the the history and getting more behind the scenes of what happened behind that one. And yeah, you look back at it and you're just like. I don't think this was, you know, this was just somebody's paycheck, right? And he's just like, oh, I'm getting paid, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he does a hatchet job. It's crazy to think, right? Something like Cyborg, who is very clearly the core of the intent of Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? Was delegated to nothing, essentially, in the theatrical cut. He was just basically thrown away. He's there, does some one-liners, whatever, moves on. And, you know, similar with, like, The Flash. He's also a huge core of the movie. He, he drives a lot of things that happen. I mean, he's the one that essentially saves the day <laughs> at the end of the movie. And, he, once again, relegated to just, you know, weird sexual jokes that <laughs> Zack Snyder never envisioned for him, right? And you go back now and you kind of cringe at some of the stuff that he had, like, The Flash doing and saying. And I, mean, I was kind of cringing when I saw it originally, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, 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 it's rough. Um, and I, I, I would like to say that hopefully a lesson was learned about, you know, about <laughs> trying to just bring in someone else after an entire movie is filmed and having them <laughs> try to hatch it together their own version of it. Um, 
I, I would like to say a lesson was learned, but I think we all know that in Hollywood, big money lessons <laughs> are not learned ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is an improvement overall. I, I think most of the things I thought improved the movie were things he removed uh, in, in mm. course with what Chris was saying, removing like really bad and inappropriate jokes, just cutting that out entirely. Um, uh, some things he added, I thought didn't improve the movie, but overall um, it was in it. A net game. Well, the the key thing to remember is the majority of the Zack Snyder's Justice League, like 98, 99% of it was already filmed and done, right? Well, the, the visual effects weren't done, but he it was all, all there. And what Josh Whedon and Warner Brothers had done was they're like, Josh, how do you fix this movie to make it Avengers or whatever, right? And so he actually only kept about, I think he said like 10% of it. And then he shot, reshot like 90% of it. It's actually interesting going back. I'm sorry to cut you off again, Chewie, but it's actually interesting going back. I'm not being cut off. I don't know who was. To, uh, to think like the, when you look back, the best parts of the original theatrical cut were Zack Snyder's pieces, right? You know, like the fight against Superman and stuff. That was all Zack Snyder's stuff for the most part, right? All, all the best parts of the original version weren't Joss Whedon's stuff really at all. Okay. I mean, um, I'll believe you. Yeah, That's fine. I, mean, I, I know what you're saying, Chris, but I think Ryan's just saying that between the two, there was some stuff in this version that was not in the theatrical cut. Correct. Whatever, whatever even if it was filmed originally, it still wasn't in the theatrical yeah. cut. So it's a quote-unquote addition is all he's saying. Yeah, uh, so that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Though so he did go back and film that... Uh, that nightmare scene at the end that well, yeah. well, I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that is like I was saying one edition I did not think improved the movie. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, Chewy. Um, well, I have to kind of expose my bias here. Um, I do not like Zack Snyder as a filmmaker. Um, just, <laughs> um, f- what about as a person? <laughs> I've, I've never met him. He seems like he's a lovely fellow. I can imagine us, uh, you know, hanging out maybe. But I would Having probably dance. Dogs. I would probably dance around the uh, topic of uh, his movies. To be honest, um, <laughs> no, I, I honestly, I just really don't like his style. And it's the same in for most of his movies. It's it's again, it's the self indulgence. I think that his films overall um, are. I think he thinks that what he's making is more serious than what it is. And yeah. I think, and in 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 that, I just really don't like this take on dc um i've i've been pretty clear other than the dark knight trilogy i think the video games and btos are probably um my favorite takes on these characters i think that the most like the animated stuff i think the, the animated stuff in the video games i think are you know what i think of so i don't really like his take i've never really connected with these characters very much um i i really don't like his take on superman um so i it's it's really hard for me to say whether this is an improvement because I'm so, I have so much bias here. Um, I, and like I said, I, it is a more competently made movie. So, and, and it did make a lot of improvements. Like you mentioned, a lot of the things that were removed, uh, were really things that should not have been there. Like a lot of the really sexist stuff, um, especially how they frame Wonder Woman in the camera and how every, like, she's just basically treated as a piece of meat for the entire original cut. I'm glad that things like that were, were removed. I'm glad that, um cyborg got more screen time because yeah his story was interesting also i like that um 
his dad was Miles Dyson, and he had more to do in the movie. Um, oh, yeah, I have but, a note about that later. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's like I said, I, hmm. Like if we're if we're gonna come right down to it, I don't really like either of these movies. But if I had to watch either one of them again, I'd watch the theatrical cut because it's shorter, and because <laughs> I don't like, and because I don't like, I don't really like Zack, Zack Snyder's vision. I just I think it's too much. I think it's too excessive. I don't like how dull it is. I don't like the somber tone. It's just I had a I took I had to take a picture of the screen while I was watching the movie. <laughs> Um, because we watch it with subtitles, we watch all our stuff with subtitles, and um, it was Superman standing, he had just been resurrected, he was standing at his statue, and the subtitle was a parenthetical, somber or orchestral music continues. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like this is a summary. So that, that was on screen the entire movie. I feel, though, right, yeah. I feel like this is a summary of the. <laughs> Except when Wonder Woman was on the screen. That <laughs> I thought it was chanted. <laughs> somber orchestral music continues. I feel like sums up my entire experience with this. You know, it's just, so like, personally, no, I don't think it was an improvement. But practically, like, like, objectively, yeah, it's a better movie. But then again, what business does it have being four hours? Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I also kind of have fallen in the same boat. I don't really like Zack Snyder's filmmaker. And I used to like him either when I was younger and more naive or not as cynical now. I don't know. Whatever reason, I liked, you know, Dawn of the Dead. I did like 300 originally. I even liked Watchmen um, when it came out. But on retrospect and going back to those films over the last couple of years when I have – and and his DC films, I have found that yeah, I just don't like his his take on superheroes in general, his um, ideology that is imbued in a lot of his films. I don't like all of the things that you basically said. Mm. So that was one of the reasons why I was coming into this film with a bad attitude, right? And and I think that's why I'm giving it more credit than maybe it deserves is because. I walked out of it with not as bad an attitude as I was expecting. Like, coming into a movie with a bad attitude, the film has a pretty hard uphill battle, right? Mm-hmm. Just in any, any, you know, regardless of the audience. But, but for it to kind of, for me to sit there and watch it for four hours, which yes, it was long and not hate it and actually feel like, Oh, I actually like this more than the theatrical cut. I got to give him credit for that. Now I agree, uh, you know, that's subjective, obviously, but. I think maybe I'm giving him more credit because I still don't like his version of these characters overall. I still don't like this world overall, but I don't know. It it, it just, it does feel like, okay, yeah, this is a movie. I mean, I, it's a, yeah. I mean, I challenge anybody. Like I, I've seen so much. Oh my God. It was so much better than the original. I want to know how many of those people who said that, like when's the last time you saw the original? Because like you, I, I watched it recently. And I feel mm-hmm. like, and I remember Chris, you said, you said, I don't recommend doing that. And my thought was, well, if a movie only seems better than the original because you don't remember the original, then eh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good sign. Uh, so, um, well, then well there you go. The, my reasoning for saying that was because I knew the plot was going to be exactly the same. Yeah, right? but I mean, I, mm-hmm. I mean, I remembered the entire plot. There's like I said, there's not much to it. Right. Well, I just didn't want, I mean, like, for example, well, I don't want to get into this right now, but, you know, a lot of the main pieces reused, so on and so forth. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be like 
old, right? Like when you. Well, the, I mean, as someone who also just watched recently, I I think those elements improved having just watched it. Be- mm-hmm. I, I, that's one reason I do think it made me like the theatrical cut a little less is because there were so many, it, like on retrospect, there were so many disjointed pieces mm-hmm. that just felt forced in the theatrical cut that were obviously really bad on retrospect and seeing what the intent was originally or seeing how all these things actually tied together even if it made the four hour, four hours long at least it felt like oh okay everything is can everything makes sense now i mean in this dumb crazy superhero movie with aliens and blah 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 <laughs> it, right yeah it's it like okay i see now miles dyson sacrificed himself and that's like right there's a closure yeah. on that arc and story like right. you know all these things felt fulfilled there was payoffs and for setups that had happened and there was a reason behind it all even if it was convoluted and even if it was overblown blah 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 it still at least felt like okay they knew they there was a reason for it for the most part yeah i think having i also watched them within like the same week so i i get what chris is saying now that he's kind of explained it where he if you if if you know half the movie is going to be the same footage probably more than yeah. that right it's gonna feel it's gonna feel longer because like oh, i just saw this so i i get now where chris is coming from but i, I am still glad i watched it uh, before because yeah like sean said i got a compare and contrast more easily and i gotta say oh man there was a better movie buried in here if just get rid of all this well get rid of a lot of the yeah. stupid things and you notice when they got you're, yeah because yeah, it had been three years since i had seen the original so i had forgotten all those how bad some of those scenes were and then i noticed when they were missing from the snyder cut and i appreciated that yeah i did appreciate those things yeah. that were noticing i mean i think my opinion on on this bit of the conversation here is is like i do think that they improved the movie and that they set out what they initially tried to do and failed at the first time but what mm-hmm. their intentions were are is not something that i like yeah no and that's i mean that's a, just a really interesting question in general about uh, tangentially about art in general right does like if i disagree if i have a piece of art my point of this art, my intent of this art is to show that red is the coolest color ever, but you as a person don't like red and you like blue is no matter how competent I am as a artist is, are you going to like my art? That's, that's a difficult question to answer because there is, exactly, I do right? think that there are times where art has swayed me or made me feel things that I didn't think I would feel. They may, they change my opinions on things. I could, I think there are, situations where you know so i don't know maybe i don't know if that analogy i mean i'm just playing devil's right, advocate yeah, I know because you, yeah. i am in the same boat as you but but yeah yeah, yeah that's actually this is good because one thing i was grappling with is do well maybe we'll kind of get into it more later but do i like the dc universe or do i li- or do i just not like snyder's cut and I, I think mm-hmm. i think i'm kind of on the fence of yeah i do want more dc cinematic universe i don't think i want more Zack snyder though yeah, I, I I totally agree. I mean, I'm I'm just as I don't hate not, him. I'm not. I'm I don't. I don't hate him. Um, yeah. I don't have anything personal against him. I'm just as excited, Personals. or if not more so, for the Robert Pattinson Batman that as any other of the MCU stuff. Like I I am very much looking forward to that, and part of that is because I am tired of this version of DC. I don't. Yeah, want, I, I don't want to see any more of it. <clears throat> I, I like that take on it because it's like i think i like Zack snyder a little bit more than you guys but it's because yeah like i was saying it's not like i hate him or his product it's more like okay we've seen that and and yeah. i i can accept that for what it is and it was good it was bad it was whatever cool i'm glad i got to experience that but i think now i want something different 
In fact, I yes. think one of the things that DC has an advantage potentially if they can use it in the right way is that they can have um, more diverse visions, like vi- like directorial mm-hmm. like visions of what they want yeah. the universe to look like. Where Marvel, they've in in a good way have a consistent vision. But right. DC doesn't need to be playing on the same field. They can they could do something completely different where each film has this does have a unique yeah. flavor. And well, I I, mean, I would they, embrace that. They I mean they kind of already have um right? They've they've flat out I think recently said that they consider the Zack Snyder stuff to be like an Elseworld story now, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like one of those offshoots and they they haven't really identified what their main timeline is, but you know they they have a slate of movies and they've had Shazam and uh, a couple others, right? And that that branch off. I mean, obviously the Zack Snyder one, the there's a lot of differences between his uh, Atlantis and the uh, Atlantis and James Wan's Aquaman, right? Like mm-hmm. the whole the whole bubble stuff. That, that's right? the they biggest change, one. Yeah. They change and they accents. change rules. Uh, Zack Snyder's world has different, yeah, and weird British accents. Uh, <laughs> uh, there were definitely different rules uh, set, and so they're they're kind of embracing it as like an Elseworld uh, scenario, which I actually really like. I mean, I like yeah. Zack Snyder. I can't imagine a better director to bring these characters to life in a in a way that is so cinematic. Um, well, let me ask. Let me. Do you by best director? Do you mean best director? And 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 all be all or best director for the conclusion of what we have already established in the current DCU. Well, I mean that's not even what I was getting at, but I would definitely. Oh, okay. I would definitely say the latter. Um, okay. But what I was getting at was so, and this is a little off topic of our question, but you know, like. Uh, I I know I think I know most of your opinions on this, uh, but I I think I'm a differing opinion. Is one thing is I think Zack Snyder is probably one of the best people at at crafting action in a in a film, and being able to see his take on you know like Superman and Man of Steel and you know the Flash and this one and everything, being able to see how he crafts their powers and shows them off, I think is is a level that we haven't seen. One thing that, and I, I want to say this again, I do like the Marvel movies. This is not me hating. Uh, Chris, we know you hate the Marvel movies. You don't have to pretend like you like um, them. Is, is the fact that none of those, like, they they don't make me feel like I'm watching a superhero necessarily, right? They make me, I mean, they have superpowers, right? But, you know, the, the way that Zack Snyder will follow, like, Superman and Man of Steel, right? When he's, like, flying super fast through the, the, the city and everything like that. Like, it, it makes you feel like you're watching like a, a, like an actual superhero, right? He's not just like hitting someone with a hammer and the guy goes flying or whatever. He has that that elder element to the way that he crafts the action. And, and I mean, regardless of how you feel about him and his storytelling capabilities and all this other stuff, I I think that at least what I'm saying about him in action and crafting like superheroes' powers and stuff, I think no one can compare. By the way he, I mean, by I, the way well, that he crafts powers, do you mean slow motion? Yeah, that's not <laughs> yes. true at all. Because I very early, <laughs> what? I was I, I, at some point I, I was literally just, like, just used Man of Steel as an example. There's when he's fighting Zod, there's like no slow motion. 
Yeah, I don't know. There's just I, too much of that. <laughs> There's just. I will say that the movie would, if you want, you get it down to three hours. Just remove all the slow motion. mo, and it'll be. In, yeah, that was um, my joke. I was like, wow, rem- he doubled remove, the length of the movie. That's motion. a lot of slow motion. Remove slow motion. I think IGN did a thing where they said there was they they clocked it, and about ten percent of it was slow motion. I mean, they, that is a freaking that. lot a of, chunk, a movie. of a four-hour. <laughs> That's movie. a lot of movie. And then and you, you you take that and you take out the nightmare scene. And you're pretty close to three hours, I think. <laughs> well, then we need a new <laughs> cut. We need a post-Snyder cut. Uh, I mean, okay, Chris, I, obviously this is subjective, so I'm not going to say you're wrong, but you're wrong. Um, <laughs> in terms of the act, superhero action, I, I think I get what you're saying. I just don't think that that is what is the end-all, be-all of superhero action. No, 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 no. For I'm not me... Saying, I'm not saying, like, that's... Oh, okay, sorry. You said... I action. guess what I'm saying is that you, you're saying you like the action of Man of Steel. I would say... My least favorite part of that movie was the action at the end of Man of Steel. The, I, I agree that the action in, in, in this was, I enjoyed it for the most part. And I think in general, he is a good action director. I think arguably he's a better action director than anything else. Not arguably, he is a better action director than anything else in so much that he should just direct music videos. And I mean, that's what he seems like he wants to do. That's he just what directs. He start, he's, he's of that crowd from like the nineties that actually yeah, did just, their yeah. start in music videos. Yeah. And that's before. fine. Like he just directed 30 music videos and then cut them together. And that's his, that's what sucker punches. That's what this is. That's like what Watchmen is like. That's what he wants to like. That's his thing. And that, that is, that's his, that's fine. If that's his thing. I'm just saying that, that, that to me doesn't mean that he's a better super uh, action hero like the the action in you were comparing it to i assume thor where you know hitting a hammer or well, the marvel movies thor in general he, he was the closest to superman yeah i'm i i do think there is a difference although i think in general it's big loud stuff on screen but i don't think that the more gritty brutal whatever of the snyder action is better especially not universally and especially not for comic book movies i would argue you can make a strong argument that more cartoonish and i don't even think the marvel movies are cartoonish in that regard but just for plain you know for for debate reasons a more cartoonish action would be appropriate for a comic book movie i mean yeah you can definitely make that but i mean one of one of the ways i approach dc in general and comics and in movies is their ability their range right i mean uh, I don't know if any any of you watched like uh, Batman: The Brave and the Bold, the cartoon when that was on. I think that's a mm-hmm. great example of what where DC really excels is their range, right? They they have things and they're willing to embrace very cartoony things. And oddly enough, they're actually able to succeed in those cartoony things and being very serious as well. Um, yeah. And then on the other end, yeah, they they're capable of swinging the, the pendulum the other way and going like Dark Knight Returns, right? Mm-hmm. They're able to swing in a lot of places in between. And I think that range is when I watch or read something from DC, I'm just open to it. Right. And I'm just like, okay. Cause I mean, what dark Knight returns is like a, a super dark gritty, you know, friggin' Joker snaps his own neck, crazy crap like that. Right. And mm-hmm. a lot of people will consider that one of the best graphic novels of all time. Right. Mm-hmm. And, so I'm just saying that there there's a range and at some point and I just accept, you know, I'm going to just walk into this completely open to whatever these DC characters may do, because I know this isn't the end all be all. There is no end all be all to DC Comics characters. I think one of you brought that up earlier, right? They they have such broad range and can do anything. And it's not, this, this isn't going to be what? 
You're quoting yourself. <laughs> no, so one of you, I think it was you, oh, Sean. Uh, or oh, okay. Brian, uh, I think he was saying you... that that Zack Snyder's style of action is not the end all be all of comedy. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm just saying that's that's. that's well, I mean, not be may not be the end all be all, but it's the first. It's the probably, and this is personal opinion. The only time that I felt like I was watching like an actual superhero, right? Like I was watching superheroes do super things. Like when Wonder Woman's like freaking dodging or blocking those bullets, not slow motion. She's moving in fast motion, right? And she's like just going across, blocking the bullets with her bracers. Like that was awesome. I don't get that from anywhere else. Minor, Actually, minor does, nitpick, there is slow motion in that scene. Wouldn't she have is to there? be as fast as the Flash well, to she do flips that? Her hair. Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't she have to have flash speed to be able to block all the bullets of a machine gun? Yes. No, nah, Flash's speed is way beyond. Yeah, but she has to have like at that. least Flash's speed to do that. That's how well, fast she, bullets. I mean, go. Wonder Woman and Superman are—they have super speed to a degree. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with her going yeah, fast. Some, they kind of. I mean, we're getting in the nitty gritty. No, yeah, I don't I'm care. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying it looks freaking cool. It looked. <laughs> it cool. I'm just cool. saying it to me. It was awesome, but I to me it didn't make it more of a cooler action scene than a lot of other. And I'm not trying to diminish it. It was a cool scene, but I it wasn't like whoa, this is the first time I've seen a superhero scene. Like it didn't have that effect on me. Well, and and for, I would, yeah, for me, I would argue with that with that statement. Superman's flight, flying, fighting style where the camera's like on his back and rolling around his shoulders and stuff as he's flying yeah i i would say that that has that effect on me cool okay, cool yeah, well yeah, i mean you're, it's very yeah, subjective I, I i it's to some degree it's cool i mean in man of steel i didn't think is because like punching contests aren't super fascinating to me because you're yeah. not using your powers in unique or interesting ways and maybe that's a limitation of the source material i don't think it is but we could maybe claim that. I don't know. It, it just, it felt like the, you know, the final fight with Steppenwolf is like, they're just punching him real hard. <laughs> well, how good, how hard do we punch him? Oh, you punch him real hard. He's dead. Now, <laughs> punch him harder. Now, that you, it, now, since we're on this tangent about action and you know, whether I allow me to pile some praise on, on the Snyder cut. Um, I think that <laughs> of the improvements that we made, that were made, I think the climax of the movie was significantly better than the climax of the original um, agree. And I, mm-hmm. that is yeah. because a big problem that I had is that like, and, and I thought this was going to be a bigger problem in this Snyder cut because there's a line that said, I think by Steppenwolf or somebody, one of the bad guys that's like, um, like, oh, there's no, there's no Kryptonians here. This should be easy. And, yeah. and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like, okay, well, if the only obstacle of conquering this planet is Kryptonians, then once Superman comes back, I, it, it kind of makes everybody else's contribution seem useless. Yes, and that's correct. exactly mm-hmm. how it plays out in the theatrical yeah. cut. And it is mm-hmm. not so in this cut. That that yeah. action sequence is because, like you mentioned, that they are doing different things. It's not a punching contest. It's like, okay, let's mm-hmm. put our brains together. What has to happen? Who has to go where? What's the sequence of events that needs to happen? And I do think that, that the slow motion of Steppenwolf getting knocked through the portal while his head's being cut off, like yeah. as excessive and graphic yeah. as that is, yeah. that feels earned. It's not, yeah. it's yeah. not I, like, I, I actually love that. It's I not that just, it's not just like a tableau for the sake of being a tableau. Like so much of this movie was, but there a lot of their film is, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. That it was. And, and that's the thing. That's why so many of those action scenes, like, yeah, they look cool, but they don't mean anything to me. They don't evoke mm-hmm. an emotion other than, Hey, that looks cool. But that, that yes. is an example of where it did work for me. And that's why I can mm-hmm. point to the rest of the movie and say it needed to be this good. It needed to be, you needed to back yeah. up 
what you're painting in your in your painting here in, with with things to make me care. That that's that's the I thing. would yeah. I'm glad that you brought that up because I would that made made me instantly think about the the introduction scene for the Flash, right? Where he's at the the pet store. <laughs> I like that shop. scene too. I actually thought because, it was a silly scene, but it was one of the lighter silly, like well, for yeah, just, a I'm film a... full of Snyder. It was one of the actual, like, oh, that was actually kind of light and fun and silly. But sorry to interrupt, but yeah, I like that scene. But I mean, to to Chewie's point, like that 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 gave right, like seeing him, how cautiously he had to move and carefully he was moving, right, and he wasn't being excessive at all. He was he was being the opposite, right? Like I thought that that showed a lot uh, to me that evoked a lot of emotion yeah i mean seeing the flash like being all careful and like the way he like grabbing the hot dog no honestly grabbing the hot dog putting him in his pocket grabbing the hot dog grabbing the hot dog is a fantastic part because it it has a payoff is the thing is that it fits within his character and at the end of the scene he goes what what, i was just i was just here playing with the dogs what do you who cares it's a good character like it's good character set up payoff it's a save the cat moment it's a really great introduction to that character like yeah it's a great scene it's a great like that's like if the rest of the film was that like dense with like meaning and character and layering and not like what you were saying chewy of just like a, a, a cool for the sake of cool. Look at these cool people. Be cool. Why are they cool? Because look how cool exactly. they are. Thank you. That's um, exactly yeah. what it, I mean. There's a lot I, of that. Yeah, I love that scene. I just have a few comments. He should have grabbed more hot dogs. Yes, he I think should've. that's obvious. <laughs> yes. He should have been the only shoving them in his pockets. And yeah, imagine how funnier that. And then scene just show would've the been. woman get killed as she's grabbing one. <laughs> oh, I forgot the girl. <laughs> well, grab a hot dog uh, and put in one in every pocket of everyone around. <laughs> Yeah, right. Oh my god, that would have been especially the girl. Like she wakes up with like all these hot dogs in her pocket. Like, what's going on? Uh, Iris. Yeah, Iris. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really, I really. Um, I, I, this is. I don't know if it's up. We're like a lot of this discussion. We're just gonna throw thoughts and very thing in various parts right. based around these questions. But going a little bit back towards the end of the movie, the climax. I agree. I like the climax. A lot. I definitely thought it was improvement all that stuff. But one thing I think just overall in this version of the film, it made it feel um like Superman, the whole Superman plot, but Superman's a character was so like unnecessary. Like in the end it's like, wait, why did we have to revive Superman? We were basically going to get this done and we could have potentially won anyway. Like you know what? Like it, it, like, and even if it did require Superman, which I guess you could argue he blocked one axe blow, you know, whatever, whatever the specifics, it, it was such little payoff for something that was like this big, oh my God, we have to revive a dead thing. That's a, that's a big deal. Oh, for, for, but, but why? Yeah, I don't know. It just felt like the Superman part of this movie was so inconsequential. Yeah. I don't know if it I mean, I feel that way, especially when we're getting into runtime. Like, for how much screen time yeah. is dedicated, it's like, okay, you need to have an equal payoff. And I will I will give you he meanders at the end for sure, right? Like, it's like, did you really need to stop by the ship and then stop by Alfred's? You, you have super <laughs> yeah, hearing. Like... You can basically hear everything going on on the planet. <laughs> you should immediately know where bad things are happening. Well, yeah, I mean, and... on the one hand, that happening was an improvement because in the original cut, he shows up out of nowhere and, oh, okay, I guess Superman's here, this place that we didn't even, yeah. we had a hard time finding or whatever. Okay, Superman's here. All right, cool. And But, yeah, they, you're right. He's got super hearing. They they needed to have a scene to link, okay, Superman's alive and he's evil. Uh, well, he's Superman's alive and the rest of the Justice League thinks that he's evil and then now he's here and he's good. 
there they, there needed to be that connective scene, but it didn't need to be three connective scenes. Right. I also just think that, like, in general, just, like, it felt so, like, so, so there's is this, they make a big deal of having to revive him. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's a big major point. It's the second act, <clears throat> you know, turning point, more or less. And then he goes off and they're like, well, okay, whatever. Let's go do what we would have gone and done anyway. <laughs> like, I don't, it just, like, ultimately felt kind of, like... But but Superman, do you guys know? Okay, I mean, I don't well, know. It I just think, felt like... I call like Lois, a... like, hey, Lois, how's it going? Is he going to help us or no? <laughs> I, guess, go? I guess we could have done that, but there is the throwaway line when the, the goat, when they, uh, you know, after Cyborg's dad sacrifices himself and they're they're kind of talking in the lab, uh, where he says, he's like, he's with Lois. We just have to believe that means something, right? Yeah, I guess. I, I mean, whatever. It's not even that big a criticism, honestly. There's much stuff I didn't. It, it's not that I didn't like. I just felt like it was such. It was more. I guess if I'm comparing, I guess in in that context, that's something I actually think maybe the theatrical cut maybe did a little bit better job of of making him feel more significant to this film. In in the Snyder cut, it he felt barely significant. I mean, I won't say you're wrong, uh, especially since I didn't rewatch. But he'll think it. The, but I'll think it. Oh, I'll think it. Uh, I just think it's, it, you know, it, they imply his importance throughout the movie, but it's always implied, right? The reason the mother box didn't activate originally because he was there. They were afraid. They're like, oh, if he's here, nothing's going to happen, right? He'll just dominate. Yeah, I get all and, that. That's great. And that's, and I mean, going back to what I think what Chewie was saying is I think that's the payoff at the end for his arrival. Or maybe it was you, Sean. Um, Right. Is he's there. And now it's like now this invasion is halted. Right. Even even if, uh, you know, they had gotten the mother boxes off there, there's I mean, Steppenwolf would still probably win that fight. Right. Uh, It's supposed to be Superman is is there and he can do the heavy lifting while they do. You know, not necessarily the light lifting, but they they do things around him, which is actually kind of funny because if you look back, and I I actually praise I I, I love this fact of the movie because I always get irritated by this in cartoons. You know, at the end of the day, once Batman's kind of cleared out a few of the aliens with a right, and he he gets to the top of the tower and he's looking down, he's just like looking down, he's like, "Oh shit, there's nothing I can do, <laughs> right? Like, what am I going to do? Yeah. This is a super alien. I'm just a human, right? And so he's just up there, like." I'm just yeah, I actually kind of was okay else? with that. That you know, he wasn't didn't have a lot to do in the actual <clears throat> showdown, which you know everyone likes Batman for the most part. So it's kind of like oh, I want to see Batman fight, but he knows like yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I mean, what as much as do? as much as I like, and I I honestly I think the Justice League animated series from the early 2000s is probably one of the peak DC things, um, building off the Batman animated series and everything. Like I, I always get irritated when I see Batman punching aliens and stuff because it's like he may be peak human, but he's still just human. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, sorry, we're like super sidetracked. Yeah. We're not Whatever. sidetracked, but if you want to move to these, the next, these uh, questions question, are too. a framework so that we, no, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, a gigantic yeah. mess. All right, sure. Yeah. Um, and and this one, I don't know. We'll see. How well do we think this would have been received in 2017 if this were released as a theatrical cut and not what we got? pretty poorly well why do you think that i i think i think that because this was coming hot this would have been hot off the heels of batman v superman which left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth i think now uh with a lot of time people have been able to kind of 
look back in retrospect, and I'm not saying that they, they instantly think, oh, Batman v Superman, masterpiece or anything. But I think now, especially after watching this movie, they can see maybe some of the more of the why as to the choices in Batman v Superman in terms of like how dark it was getting, so on and so forth. But I think back then, there's no way people would have had that kind of a retrospective. They would have, you know, been like, oh, just more Zack Snyder comic book stuff. I don't want to be a part of that world. I, I don't think it would have been nearly as well received. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I, I'm, I kind of, I can't disagree. I don't know. I maybe just oppose the, the opposing, <laughs> oppose, uh, propose the opposing viewpoint. I think maybe, because one thing I actually do think this film maybe is maybe not been even getting, I haven't really seen much acclaim for is that it feels like a conclusion to a trilogy and for better, for worse, it feels like a whole, like it, it is part of a thing, part of a piece of a greater saga of Man of Steel, BVS, and this. Whereas if you had released it right after, I think that would be more obvious. I think it would be more cohesive to everyone. Whereas as it is now, even if people are generally liking it, I don't know if they're recognizing that it feel like it acting as that kind of conclusion. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think maybe people might have might have made those connections more and made made it feel more cohesive and and less disparate from what it actually was supposed to be a part of. Um, but I don't know. But I yeah, you you may be right, Chris. I don't know. I mean, you know, this is part three of five, right? I mean, it's uh... so it was supposed <laughs> Any, to be Aqu- supposed to Aquaman be... and Wonder Woman part two already came out though. So. <laughs> it was supposed to be Man of Steel, BVS, which is actually kind of funny because I think I think the plan all along was kind of Zack Snyder stuff was always supposed to be kind of on its own, but it was supposed to be Man of Steel, BVS, Justice League, and then a Justice League two and a Justice League three. Okay, and that well, was supposed okay. to be like the full arc and bookend, bookended, boom, boom, done. Sure. Anyway, Ryan, what do you think? <laughs> uh, I didn't have a strong opinion going into this one, so I allowed myself to be uh, influenced by others' opinions. So you have to go first, Matt. Uh. <laughs> um, how well do I think this would have been received in 2017? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to say because um, the uh, and I know I wrote these questions, um, but um, but it's hard to say because I feel like there was so much drama behind the scenes at the time. Um, it like the the conversation about the DC universe back then was more about what was going on in the studios and the production. You know who's directing what, and it just kind of felt like. You know uh, that uh, there was there was like too many cooks in the kitchen. There was a lot of things were kind of messy and disorganized. So I feel like it would have been divisive. I feel like people would have had strong opinions mm. one way or the other. I think that this would have been. I think this would have resulted in a lot of arguing. Where I feel like, well, like, well, well I mean, like, I feel like right now, it, it's it's crazy because of the last few years that we've had to endure of all of this. Snyder cut drama I it, everybody's kind of like yeah okay I, I liked it I liked it yeah all right but I feel yeah. like at that time because of how much drama was happening it would have people would have had very very much more polarized opinions mm, yeah I think mm, I so that. yeah that's so I don't know I can't say whether or not it would have been a success I, I don't know if that's what we're measuring or not but yeah I where where were we in Marvel in 2017 
Um, it was before Infinity War. It was right after. Well, yeah. What was twenty seventeen? Guardians of the Galaxy two, I think. I f- I feel mm. like that would also play into it too. People's opinions of it yeah. would be heavily influenced yeah. by. Yeah, yeah you're right. Because I also if think it was this, up against those. Oh, yeah, yeah, this, know, this movie was helped by maybe helped by the pandemic and a lack of superhero content. Or, you know, yes, yeah, uh, screen stuff. So that may have helped as well. It was. It would have. It was up against Thor Ragnarok. Mm. Yeah. And Guardians 2. Guardians 2 was May 2017, and Thor was the holidays, was holiday 2017. Because I I, I wonder wonder if, you know, now that the Marvel's first major arc, or arcs, have completed, I wonder if another contributing factor to the reception of this is that it tastes like something new, right? It tastes different from a Marvel movie. And there's been like that period, that lack of period between this and BVS to where, you know, maybe people were more receptive to going back and looking back at that stuff. I mean, yeah, I guess, I mean, I guess that could be applied to both DC and Marvel because of the reception of WandaVision was huge. And that was completely different Mm -hmm. than anything that Marvel had done. So yeah, there might be a little bit of like, we need, we need some new flavor here. Which, in the case yeah. of the Snyder Cut, is we need to return to some old flavor we haven't had in a while. <laughs> which is a flavor yeah. I never liked. <laughs> but, you know what? Yeah. It's... I do think it's the best. Well, if you if I, you think of this as a trilogy, like, of Man of Steel. Well, that's another reason why I felt like Superman being not barely in it was also weird. Because it's a Superman trilogy. He It's Man of Steel. And then he is the protagonist of BVS. And then... He's barely in this one. I don't know. It's just kind of such a weird thing. Anyways, regardless, uh, uh, I do think this feels like it's the best if you were to consider a trilogy. I don't know. That's not saying a lot. And I don't even know if I agree with that. Never mind. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I mean, it's definitely better than Batman vs. Superman. I just don't know if it's like... But is it better than Batman vs. Superman, the director's cut? <laughs> uh, I'll watch, I'll watch either of those know. over this because they're shorter. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that's gonna. Man of Steel is significantly shorter, so I was. That's what I was gonna like. Well, Man of Steel is at least shorter than this. So, um. Anyways, uh, Ryan. Yeah. Ryan, did you? Uh, yeah, you. I think you've convinced me. This movie was better. Is better received in 2021 than it would have been in 2017. Okay. For all of the reasons stated previously. <laughs> Copy our homework, huh? Yep. Well, exactly. jokes um, on you. We all have the wrong answers. Dang it! <laughs> it would have been better received in 2030 when it's going to get a new cut. What would what would people have think? Let's let's take all the technical limitations out of this. Let's let's say what would people have done if this had been released in the early 2000s? Um, as is how it is now. Well, that that yeah. question doesn't make any sense. Um, did the yeah. did. Did uh, Man of Steel and BVS also get released in the early 2000s? Did the Dark Knight trilogy never happen? Did the I mean, give me, I need some context here. I w- um, I would say maybe, maybe, maybe coming after like the Matrixy kind of. It feels maybe like if it were to get any acclaim, it would be on the goodwill of like the Matrix films and the people's like like of that aesthetic and that kind of like style mm. because I think. And I'm giving Zack Snyder a, a lot of credit here, but I would say that if you were to like, that would be the closest like praise is like in terms of what you were talking about earlier, Chris, about action scenes that were like, whoa, I mean, that's what I think of as like the Matrix. The first time I saw the Matrix is like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like this before. This is crazy, right? I don't get that from the Zack Snyder films. I'm not saying that you can't get that or if you get that, that's not, you know, that's fine. But 
it, it just makes me think of how I felt like the Matrix film and action scenes then, and how and and I think there's some I don't know there's some genetic traces there in, in these yeah games. i mean it's an interesting thought experiment because i could see like let's play this game what if this had come out closer to 300 because i really mm. enjoyed 300 when it came out the first time i saw it part of the reason why is because mm. um ryan you and i and a bunch of other employees yeah. watched it after hours in an empty theater and we were screaming the entire time um i will never <laughs> yeah, forget yeah. when you jumped out of your seat and screamed oh my god it's a stegosaurus um <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember why you yelled that. Um, I, I guess they had a rhinoceros in metal armor. Um, yeah. Well, did I say Stegosaurus or Triceratops? You said Stegosaurus. I will never uh, okay. forget the way that you yelled it. I will, it is burned into my memory forever. But, I mean, that's the thing is that it was there. 300 was huge. And I could see that if a movie like this mm-hmm. came out around then, people would be like, oh, my God, it's it's Batman, but yeah. like 300, you know? And I, and I, yeah. and I think yeah. maybe that style is was better suited at the time at that time and is maybe um not aged well at least in my opinion yeah i mean let's let's also like i mean not to go too far down this stupid thought experiment Why not? uh but i mean that was also kind of around the time that michael bay was at his peak was it and was he ever I know. His peak? Uh, his peak, his <laughs> peak, I'm still waiting for him. No, his peak. Tell me you don't like the rock. His, the rock was not in the early 2000s. That okay, was fine. The rock was his Whatever. peak, and yes, that was like 1994. Was it? Regardless, I what was I was like going to say is the wa- Watchmen. I mean, Watchmen. I think is a, like it's almost what you're saying, Chris. I oh, mean, man, it's not quite. Watchmen came out in 2011. Something, right? When was Watchmen? Yeah. Regardless, like, it was, like, and people, the reception to that was not good, right? It, like, in general, it was pretty mediocre. Some people really like it, but overall, the reception was just, like, I don't know, meh, right? Um, and I was someone who did like it at the time. Um, I still but do. But overall, I think that's, you know, that I think that's what you would probably get if this film was released then. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. That makes sense. That's interesting. Okay, well... I've got one more question on this list, and I've got to put some context here. So we really need to we really need to think. (laughs) Okay, for as long as the podcast has been up to this point, double it for this question. Okay, here's the thing. Okay, so we really need to consider this entire journey that we've been on, right? Everything that happens with the production of the original movie, um, you know, all the behind the scenes drama, Josh Whedon stepping in to finish it. Um, bungling it, all this stuff, the entire fan petition, particularly the entire fan petition of trying to get them to release this movie, the production of it, the end result, was everything that we went through worth it? Do you feel like this was all worth it? Do you think that they made, the movie that they made was um, was worth everything that happened? That, that Absolutely. Absolutely. I could not, like, I, I was telling Kay Shocker. the other day. I know, shocking answer from this guy. Uh, I was telling Kay the other day, like, this is one of those times. This Kay is, one of those is probably times. so sick of talking about Justin. Well, Maeve has to constantly hear me rattle on about um, about theme park stuff, so, you know. It's what happens. Well, I, I told Kay, I was like, I mean, if we, I think we've discussed this in a group before, too, right? Like, this is one of those things where I honestly wish I could, like, wipe wipe my mind or whatever and go back and watch it again for the first time because honestly i mean pandemic it was it felt special to me right like it, it was hard fought and it was the vision that i, I mean we uh, 
going a little far out there, but you know, like looking at Rotten Tomato scores, uh, the audience score is astronomical, right? It's ninety six percent right now, and I think that's because that's this is what people wanted, right? It, at least, at least if whether it's it's a great movie, a good just a good movie, whatever. <laughs> whether it's the greatest movie or just a great movie, <laughs> <laughs> on my scale, um, you know, I think it delivers in what people wanted. And I think that shows like in that Rotten Tomato score, that audience score. I think that's this is what people wanted and he gave it to him. I think it was completely worth it. Well, I, before I answer that question, just maybe a small tack onto that question specifically for Chris. Chris, would you have preferred, I mean this is an impossible hypothetical, to have this film only have coming out originally, would you have liked it as much, do you think? Or do you think that all of the the journey it's been on to get here has added value to your enjoyment of it? Um, I'll okay. <laughs> I do think I, I absolutely think that I would have liked it if it had come out first in 2017. I'm one of those uh, very not very few, but you know I'm one of those BBS apologists. I enjoy that movie, especially the director's cut, um, a lot. Uh. And so I was still very much on board. I was very much looking forward to this movie originally anyways. Um, that being said, you know, with especially with all the behind the scenes stuff and, you know, what happened to Zack Snyder, sadly, uh, around that time, it like it, it feels like not vindication because, that you know, that's got negative connotations. But, you know, it, it just feels like a relief. I would say that's accurate. Yeah, I don't that, think that if it, it feels like a relief, right? And it feels it that does add to how the movie felt, right? It's just like mm-hmm. you got cuz I feel I feel great for Zach, right? He got to and because yeah. of because of all this, he got to give his version of this movie, which in 2017, obviously they weren't going to let him release a 4-hour movie in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Um so like at the end of the day, this allowed him to make his movie right i mean i think maybe correct me if i'm wrong but what you're saying is like the stakes were higher this time around because movies don't get usually get a chance to do this so like if it's it's a sweeter victory for you because uh because the stakes were higher um if it had been bad if it had crashed and burned then we'd be like oh we went through all that for nothing right i is that Mm -hmm. accurate chris or nah well, luckily, I don't have to think about that last part because you didn't. Because, because regardless, no matter, even they, no matter what they, word, you would not admit no that. No matter what they word. made, you would have loved it anyway. Maybe, yeah. probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's a, but I think that's still valid. Like getting even more meaning from the journey it's been on is it's a, kind of a cool thing. And, and I and I do as much as I don't like him as a filmmaker. I do. I am happy for Zack Snyder that he this hap- that he was able to do this. Like. As much as I am like so cynical and just hated the idea of the Snyder Cut in general, or the hashtag Snyder Cut, blah blah blah. I don't know if I even hate it anymore. I don't know. We'll get into <laughs> hashtag that. Hashtag restore um, the Snyderverse. Um, I'm I am actually happy that it has finally happened for him. Like I don't know. I I I I, I do kind of take some joy to know that he yeah and you know and you know what what was really great and um it had so many meanings was you know it hits the credits and that fan just that fantastic version of hallelujah hallelujah uh comes on right and it's just like this this wave of relief 
just like hits you and it just it, it kind of just hits you right <laughs> that it's over <laughs> yeah well, that's, just, in my I case mean, yeah. just the meanings behind it because i mean I, I don't know how far you guys were following all that was going on but you know Zack snyder's daughter and everything yeah, yeah. and this yeah. this was kind of the version that was played at her funeral and you know mm. this movie was dedicated to her and it just yeah. Because I was following all this stuff, I just felt so connected with the struggle, right? And it it, it just felt it felt it, it's a lo- it it's a loaded movie. Good. It's it's got it's it's loaded. Oh yeah, definitely. and it, and and definitely. if you're not privy to all that, then you know all you're left with is the movie. So yeah, it's it's kind of it's <laughs> well, I mean, it's going to be different depending on on the context for you. It's going to be depend. And I've said this a lot lately, but it depends on your life experience, right? Like it depends on what you're coming, what you're bringing into it when you see it. Um, who 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 yeah. who are we on? Uh, go for it, Ryan. Yeah, I don't, uh, right. Okay. Well, loaded question. Yeah. Um, I guess just to touch on that Zack Snyder point. Yeah, like for, I have the same feeling of. I'm really happy for Zack Snyder that he got to be able to do this, right? Like it's, and it is, it is, yeah, it's because of the fan community um, that he got to, right? So it's, it's, I love to see, you know, creators that have strong fan bases and, and they're, you know, committed to them and they, there's a lot of love, I think. Uh, and for, you know, for Chris as, as being potentially a member of that community is kind of like, I feel happy for Chris that he got to see a movie that he wanted to see and, turned Thank out you. as well as it did mm-hmm. so that was really cool i mean the loaded part of it is it's, it's, a, it's you know it's a dangerous game i don't know if i necessarily agree <laughs> with that the, yeah the culture of kind of just demanding this thing and it's like yeah. now you've fed the beast and mm-hmm. it's like hold like hold on you just released the girl from the ring you, you don't know what you did that was not the right thing to do that, <laughs> well like, i mean you know, let's also keep in mind that he did this for no extra money Right. Mm. I, I, mean, I don't got, think that's what Ryan's talking about. Yeah, no, that's not but, but I mean, about. but I mean, to to succeed in this, right, the director has to be involved, right? Like, I know the current the current trend is released that the A or cut of Suicide Squad, which I actually have no interest in seeing. Um, but you know, like it, something tells me. I mean, it, while you were talking, uh, I was thinking. You know, another part about it was just it shows how much Zach actually cared about it right like this was something yeah that he wanted to do it was special mm-hmm. to him and he did it for no extra money mm-hmm. that's how much he cared about this and right the fans yeah, yeah just but again, again i don't artists I, that, I don't, you know i don't think that's what ryan was getting at though i think you were talking no, it, about it, but it I, wasn't i mean i i don't disagree with you chris i just i just uh yeah, I mean, but I mean, fine. are you gonna are you gonna approach like david ayer and is david ayer going to do things pro bono I don't think it's about the money though. That's like right, like who it, it even if he doesn't, why what does that mean? Well, I mean that's that's really the reason why they were willing to do this, right? It, I mean the fans the obviously The only said, reason they were willing to do this is because they thought they would make, make money. money off of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that that that's the bottom line. If they think they can make money off the haircut, they're going to do yep. it. Yep. Yep. Um Okay. Well, I. Uh, but well, what, I what, yeah. Sorry. Thoughts? One. Yeah. I guess one. Just one last thought on that. Um, uh, I guess just in terms of it being worth it, I think just for me on a personal level, because I didn't have to make the movie, so it was a very small obligation <laughs> on my part. Um, all I had to do was watch it. Um, it was worth it because yeah, it was four hours. That's a long time and whatever. But it wasn't like I hated myself for four hours. And I think 
as kind of just looking forward into the future. I'm asking myself, do I want to see more DC movies and things? And it's like, yeah, I do want to see more DC movies, more than I did before this movie came out. I don't want more Suicide Squad, though. But <laughs> Not even the James Gunn one? Yeah, we'll see. Oh, I actually... We'll I, yeah. uh, sure, I just, I've seen two of them, and I wasn't impressed. Wait, um, two of them? What was the other one? The animated one? There was two Suicide Squad movies, right? I'm not imagining. You know, like, no, you're imagining. One. You're thinking of BVS and Suicide Squad. There's only one, There's only one live action Suicide Squad movie. Anyway. anyway um, <laughs> what a nightmare world do you live in where there are already two Wait, I thought, I thought the, uh, the ramifications of Harley Quinn or whatever. Oh, oh, man, oh does that count yeah. as Suicide Squad? Well, how do you That's not count as Suicide Squad? I, mean, I guess more like Birds of the Prey. Ramifications. Whatever, Birds of Prey, whatever. <laughs> um, okay. Um, I uh, okay. So uh, my take on this, um, I, I think what Ryan was getting at earlier is that that this I think has perpetuated like toxic internet culture and a lot of um, and a lot of um, what's the word? It's entitlement. And I think I think and mm. I think we already are dealing with that as already a huge problem in society. And yeah, I know we're talking about a superhero movie, but I don't like what this thing turned people into. I don't like how yeah. the the fandom, I don't like how the internet like treated this. I don't like how they handled it. So that's a strike against this for me. Um, personally, as a movie, I don't think it was worth it. And I will say that that is because, um, that is because it disappointed me. And again, I, I went into this movie, like originally I was cynical about it. We all, we all were for a while, but then I started hearing good things. I started reading good reviews and went, I started actually getting excited for it. And so again, all movies what, on anything, what you bring to the table. And I was let down because as I've mentioned before, this movie has no right to be as slow. And as long as it is, I think that if you're granted a second chance at a movie, if you're granted that rare opportunity to go back and make your version of the movie, it better be the best version of that movie that it can be. And I do not believe this is the best version of the movie that it can be. I still think this movie can be edited into a better version of itself. And th I am disappointed because I did not get to see that be the best version of this movie. That is how I feel. Now, ultimately, was it worth it overall? With the minor asterisk of perpetuating toxic internet culture and... Um, yeah and um entitlement i think that people who really wanted this and got and liked what they got then yeah i don't want people i'm never wishing for people to like be be let down by a movie ultimately i want people to enjoy their experience and if people are happy with the outcome then okay okay that's where i land yeah um cool yeah i i mean I think everything you guys said, this, this question keeps me up at night. Um, I, <laughs> I, um, especially after having seen it. I mean, I, I, I said earlier, but yeah, I, I, I don't know if I've really wanted to hate a movie more than this. And that's not fair. And I don't really even think I was wanting to hate it. But I did. I did, like, I did want this movie to be bad because... I, it it would have been easier. My like right. It would have been easier if this movie was bad. Yeah. Everything would have made sense in the world to an extent, um, as much as it can. But I, even so much so that like you know I had friends who were watching it you know days before I was before I did, and and they were 
kind of talking about it. And I was just like sarcastically making fun of the film before I even like, oh, yeah, that sounds stupid. Not whatever. Right. So I was ready to hate this movie. Um, And and because I did enjoy it for the most part, it makes it hard to say because I I don't know that answer. And the the stuff that that the meta stuff, the stuff with the studio and the hashtag to me, that is really I, I, I can't just hand wave that away. Mm-hmm. That to me is, is, and it's, a, it's, it's, it's stupid to care so much about that, but it is very much like, it's the principle of the matter. And I know that sounds so dumb. Well, and it's like, yeah, I am. Dumb I, I agree with you that. though, because I feel like it, that has an effect on our society Whether whereas how yeah. it affects a movie and whether it makes the movie better and how it affects people and how we live, like yeah. which one's more important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so go for it. Yeah, um, to, to Matt's point, I mean, we do live in society, we, so we have to be aware of I, these kinds of rampages. It wasn't in the film! No, that, that's how he's what? trolling us! Freaking yes. Jared Leto trolled us. Um, and um, I think also, like, to me, because uh, I have to come up with some just stupid, silly metaphor for everything. To me, this is like the metaphor of, like, a, a complicated math problem on a test. And you, you know, you get the right answer... But you're supposed to show your work, and the work is just wrong. It's just like, what? No. But it's like, yeah, but I got the right answer. It's like, yeah, but your work is all, no, this doesn't make any, this is, you can't get credit for this. Why not? I got the right answer. Because it, but. Because you did it wrong. Because you did it wrong. And you don't usually get second chances. Like, right? And you don't usually get second chances. Now, the reason I'm less, a little bit more, less cynical now after seeing it is because, after learning a little bit more, I, I, again, I am happy for Zack Snyder. And so I don't blame him. Mm-hmm. I can't, it, it ultimately it falls to the studio. I don't even blame Joss Whedon for just, you know, the original theatrical cut. He's just a guy they hired to do the job, right? Like, I don't, you know, even though I didn't like the film, he wasn't, it wasn't his fault that it was all butchered and stuff necessarily. It was the studio. So it kind of comes down to like, yeah, the studio is just, just messed everything up and it's their fault entirely. They're, they should get all the blame, but, but at the end of the day, they're making the money off this thing. They don't care if people, you know, you know, like it was our fault. They could care less. They're making money off of this. So that's just like, is it worth it? I don't know. Like, it's just the studio making, they're going to manipulate and do whatever's going to make them more money. Um, and that's just, it, it is what it is. But I, I, yeah, I don't like the idea of, of fans or people in general feeling entitled to, art it's like okay if you go go get a job in the film industry and make the movie you don't want you don't get a demand from artists it's not a it's you, you know like that's not what this is that's not what any of this is that's that's and and that is what it feels like it's becoming and this is a step down that path that i really 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 don't like even if the end result the is the correct answer on the math test like Ugh, it's just you know what I, and like I said, i've changed my answer it was not worth it at all none of it was worth it <laughs> well okay consider this because yeah I, I completely agree with everything you guys just said but what if i mean like, and like you said studios care about making money and they'll do if they know they will make money from producing a product they're probably going to do it right yeah and with the internet and with modern technologies they have more sophisticated ways of deducing what an audience will pay for yeah. um, through just, you know, 
tracking traffic on DC websites and things like that, right? Like there's different algorithms you can mm-hmm. run it. But what if we kind of just reverse course and say, well, why don't we just let them tell us? Why don't we yeah. just let them, like, like imagine a survey, right? We ask you, hey, would you see a Marvel movie about this? Would you see, would you buy this product, right? That's the old fashioned way mm-hmm. of obtaining information, market yeah. analysis. But well, why? If it's more efficient and the, the studios have to do less work and they can just mm-hmm. be told what will be bought isn't this just the next yeah. evolution in marketing? Mm. I mean, I'm being yeah. very no, like, I... speculative and it, it is dangerous I, I, for sure for the reasons Sean said, but at the same time from a, mar- a studio's perspective, well, wait a minute, they'll just tell us what they want. Oh, this is way easier than hiring and paying millions of dollars for market analysis. Yeah. And, and, and I think that begs the next question too, is that like, you know, as, as high and mighty as i like to feel and pretend or anyone does who is, you know, creative or likes to think they're an artist or likes film or cinema blah 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 is it is it bad is it is it a worse thing if you just the audience tells you what they want and then you just make that like in my mind i hate that idea but just being open to it to playing devil's advocate why why is that a bad thing why should we not just give them exactly and here's so me having just pitched that here's my counter argument to myself um (laughs) is because I want artists to make the thing they want to make. I want an yeah. artist to feel passion. I want them to... But why to... can't you have both? I-, I want an artist to show me something that I didn't know I wanted. Yes. Yes. That's what yes. I want. Yes. I want to go, oh my gosh, I never knew I needed that in my life. That's that's what well, I want. Well, I mean, I know, I know you don't agree with Zack Snyder's vision uh, and... You don't like Zack Snyder, yeah. but I, no, mean, I told you I'd go to a barbecue removing, with him. Re- I have nothing against Zack Snyder. Removing, yeah. removing that, I feel like, I feel like this is the best of both worlds that Ryan's bringing up because the people said we want Zack Snyder's Justice League, right? And so it's just like, okay, Zack Snyder, make your Justice League. I mean, it's not like yeah. they're forcing Zack Snyder's hand to make their Justice League. They're saying, hey, we want to see the Justice League movie. Right, yeah. and that's so I, I think yeah. that's the middle. I think that's the middle ground, right? It's like I don't think it's bad. And I mean, sure, yeah, we definitely want people making the Nomad Lands, the the One Nights in Miami's, right? We want people going out there making more unique movies, um, for sure, without any sort of audience speculation. But at the same time, if you're going to make a, a friggin' hundred million dollar, billion dollar friggin' movie, why why shouldn't you play it safe and give people at least the IP that they want? I mean, that's a good point in that I think this is also maybe a little bit why I'm a little bit more apologetic to this is because in this case, I feel that I do think that Zack Snyder did make the film he wanted to make. So in that regard, it actually is kind of oddly also fulfilling mm-hmm. that, right? Where mm-hmm. it is. So in this case, it is like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of more okay with it now that I learned more details about everything that happened and stuff. And because it is Zack Snyder's film and it is him doing what he wants to do, I'm actually more. But again, it's, it's about like, I don't know, it, it's, it's a slippery slope it precedent. Is, yes. blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I, I hate listening to myself even say that, but it does feel like, yeah, like they're not all going to care. They're not all going to be artists who want to make their vision. They're, they're just going to be whoever they got to hire to make what the audience, you know, focus group wanted this. They wanted 10, 15 minutes of an action scene followed by, I don't know, like, and, and it's just hard not to think of it like that. Um, 
but but you're right, Chris. It I, and I and that's why I kind of do like it. Or I'm a little bit more okay with liking it is because it. You're right. It does kind of actually hit both. And I do um, I do think yeah. like DC. I mean, going back a little ways, I I think Warner Brothers in general. I mean, they've obviously had so many shakeups around this stuff recently, especially. Uh, and they have the new head and everything, but I do feel like um, you know they they've learned a little bit from the error of their ways to the point to where you know like they hire they hire kind of unique directors and they let them kind of do their thing, right? I think Shazam is kind of a perfect example of that. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think Shazam exists in a world where uh, the the studio execs have such a heavy hand, right? Maybe. I don't know. That's hard I to could, tell. Maybe uh, it's hard to tell. I would say I, I hope that's where it's trending for DC. And like like Ryan was saying earlier, I think in general you guys were like more unique takes, more standalone yeah. takes. I think we even talked about in previous episodes here and there about that's what I want to see in the DC. Don't do what Marvel's doing, yeah. right? Like like I mean, like I love I love Shazam, um, and um, and I yeah. I know I I didn't love Joker, but I appreciated it. You know, because that's what I yeah, want to see. Yeah. I want to, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Um, one last kind of other kind of tacked on thought about this, because so much of this is embroiled with Zack Snyder, the filmmaker. I, I just, I don't know, it just got me thinking also in terms of mm, people and like just like icons or. <laughs> Chris, would you. What do you like? Like, are you loyal to Zack Snyder? Are you loyal to DC? I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, in in general, I do uh, call me a simpleton. I do enjoy Zack Snyder films. They, I kind of always have uh, outliers being 300 and Sucker Punch. Oh, um, God. I'm so glad that it, you said Sucker Punch. <laughs> I was um, about to just rage quit if you said you like Sucker Punch. <laughs> but, you know, like... I, I do. I enjoyed his DCEU. I enjoy Watchmen. Uh, Dawn of the Dead was I, and very enjoyable. I'm looking forward to the new one coming out in like a month or whatever. Um, I I mean I like Zack Snyder. Obviously, I'm I'm pretty loyal to DC as well. I I mean they do make bad things. Definitely make bad things. Suicide School, Academy Award winning Suicide Squad, oh. is a perfect example of that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and in the comics too, they make wrong turns. I, I am more receptive to them taking chances, though, because it's something that they just do as a as like a principle versus you know Marvel per se. Yeah, I, I guess why I'm posing this question is because after just going off in our discussion about you know the 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 making the sure the. I don't know the artistic power and freedom is in the hands of artists, which I do agree, and I, I I stand by that. I also do think though, the idea of blind loyalty, especially to any one director or person, I also really really despise that idea. So you you, and, you really despise Marvel, right? Because there's complete blind loyalty to Kevin Feige. It's like well, blind. I would agree. I would I would say no. I I well listen to my full you know thing okay. here. Sorry. I'm I'm not I don't despise someone just because they <clears throat> make a lot of things or like make a lot of good things. <clears throat> I don't even dislike a person per se, but I'm not going to I'm not going to give them credit for a bad film or overlook a bad thing just because they have done other things I've liked. Mm. A prime example is like George Lucas. People all of a sudden now are so in love and loyal to George Lucas. <laughs> 
Like, right, like I don't, why, I don't care about George Lucas. I could, like, who cares? He's just a person. He's another person like any one of us. Zack Snyder is just a person. Why should I, if he gives me three term papers and he gets A plus on one term paper and then his other term papers crap, I'm not just going to give him an A plus because his previous term paper was good. Mm. Like, isn't that problematic that you're loyal to a person? Right. But Shouldn't you gonna, judge the work for what it is? I'm not going to say like, I'm going to blindly love everything Zack Snyder does. You just said that. <laughs> no, I didn't say I was going to blindly love it. I just said I, I like his stuff. And so I, okay. I, I I am always willing to give his stuff the uh, the chance, right? I'm always willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, yeah, I'll watch it. Does that guarantee I'm going to love it or like it even? No, but I'll watch it because I, I, kinda, I just like the way he films. And also, you know, following a lot of the background of this movie you know it does seem like and i i have to i have to remove a bit of this because a a lot of it's like press and stuff like that but you know it does generally seem from everything that i've been hearing from you know people around zach and the people making the film with them and everything um that he is a a great guy behind it all right like he cares about the actors he cares about the movies uh he generally enjoys what he's doing um right and that just that type of stuff just makes me even more loyal to him because this is like well if he's even a great guy i'm even more likely to give his stuff a shot even if like i was like oh that trailer looks terrible that looks like another sucker punch and i'd be like oh you know what it's, it's at least worth that, giving it that, a shot. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't give people shots and stuff. I just, the, the idea of the blind loyalty is all. It's just like, right? Like, mm. I'm not blindly loyal to anybody but Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <laughs> Which I will, I will gladly admit I am very blindly loyal to at this moment. Anyways. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Any other thought, Ryan or Chewy, and thoughts on that? It was just, I don't know, something that I thought was embroiled with this whole conversation in some No, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I mean, agree with you, Sean. I, I, I don't like that concept. I don't, I want, you know, like, you know, someone says, okay, I'm, I'm willing, I like this guy, so I'm willing to give him a shot. Well, you should be willing to give everybody a shot, I feel like. Yeah, like, you yeah. go into a movie, you know, just go into it. But anyway, yes. I don't know. That wasn't very eloquently stated, but. I think I think I mean you know what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Um. Did we? Uh. Right. Well. Right. Yeah. Did you have? You were gonna say something. Sorry. Uh. No. I. I think you guys. You guys captured it. I mean, the the depiction in the media was yeah. It's like this. These worshippers of Zach and they're now you know like Chris said trying to restore the Snyderverse. It's like. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, like, that I don't know. Just the mentality. I mean, it depends on how serious you take it. If it's just an internet funny thing, hashtag thing okay but anyway yeah there's danger i mean i think i think it's just a way of, of i mean yeah it's bad if people are demanding it but i think this hashtag is a way of letting uh warner brothers slash hbo max know that people are interested right and especially with the reception right now of uh justice league zack snyder's justice league i, I think they're saying don't dismiss this just because you want to be done with it you know we're very interested in this it could be a money maker, right? I feel I feel like that's really the intent behind the restore the Snyderverse. Um, yeah, but do do you guys want to know before we wrap this up? Do you want to know uh, some things I would have changed about the movie? Sure, go yeah. real fast. Tell us something. It'll be pretty quick. All right. So the biggest thing I would have changed is Lois's story. I do not <laughs> no. agree with 
the way she kind of shrunk into herself and went into like a hole. That's not the lowest lane that I know. And I also don't think that's the lowest lane that he set up in uh, BVS either. I like to imagine that that lowest instead would have been, you know, a, a workaholic at that point, right? She's losing her her grief through work, possibly putting herself in more dangerous situations and everything. But that also would have bloomed out uh, to show that it would have bloomed out that sweet little four hour time, which would have made Chewie even happier. (laughs) Yeah. That's a good point. I like that. I I like your point. Actually, one of my notes was about the scene with Martian Manhunter. I really, really disliked that scene. I yeah, think that it was really undercut the emotional weight. I mean, yeah. throw it into the, the throw, throw it into the everything in the epilogue was terrible pile. I mean that. Uh, yeah, it does feel. Yeah, it was. Yeah, because it, it also it also took away some good scenes from Batman in a weird way. Because remember, Batman yeah. had the whole plan to like bring out the big guns, and he's kind of the one who saves it. But instead, in this version, it's just coincidence she happened to be there. Yeah. Oh, good thing she was there. Yeah, I, I think they could have still had Batman be prepared for that, even yeah. if they dropped the whole subplot of Superman being evil and that. They could have still had Batman do it. In general, I think one of the things, you know, not again to get back into anything, but Superman or Batman and Wonder Woman, as much as the Flash, Cyborg, and to an extent Aquaman were elevated in this film as characters, I kind of think Batman and Wonder yeah. Woman were diminished. I, like, I wish, like, oh, they lost a lot of their character and arc. And, and I liked... It wasn't always the best, and some of the jokes were dumb, but I liked the conflict in the theatrical cut between the two of them. And there was nothing, I felt, for them to do for as characters, anyway. Well, well Sean, there was that one scene where they touched the mouse at the same time. <laughs> oh, God. That felt was a, like a leftover from yeah. the theatrical cut. But I cut. will say, I actually I laughed at that scene. That was one of the few scenes. I thought that was a very human moment. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't know. It was a little cringy, but yeah, I guess it was kind of human. But there's no, there's not humans allowed in Zack Snyder films. All he wants are gods better, bigger than humans. Humans are boring and stupid. If you're not powerful, you don't deserve. I mean, even Alfred is a super genius in this. (laughs) Yeah, somehow. Well, I mean, the comics is also a super spy, but I don't know. That's that was something that was heavily uh, levied against this cut, right? Is or all of it is Zack Snyder's disinterest in that human element that marvel i'm not sure marvel necessarily i just think all his snyder's films in general aren't interested in humans that's one of the reasons i don't like him as a filmmaker you can just hear like the way he talks about the characters right he talks about he he always emphasizes especially uh the pressers for this movie he called them gods right he's like he heavily emphasizes the god stuff he's like seeing these gods fight which is also kind of odd to say about batman but seeing these gods fight you know, one another, so on and so forth, like really elevating that. I mean, yeah. It, would people like to see them do like more heroic things? Sure. I, I don't think that's ever been, I don't think that's ever been the focus of like uh, the Justice League cartoons. I feel, I feel, or cartoons, uh, stories. I feel like that's more of like the, the individual stories and Justice Leagues are always meant to take on like bigger plots that don't necessarily need to rely on, oh, let's save the little man. Anyways, uh, we're well. well did I mean, we, we're only did, halfway to the four-hour. Did goal, we do it? Did we? But... Have we accomplished anything? Chris, can you untie us yet? Please. Please uh, uh, I, I'm not untying anyone. Did you not break out? You guys you got three minutes to break out before the jaws snap shut around your necks. Well, I guess this is my fate. I mean, if, I, if I don't, don't, if I don't break lesson. out in the next few minutes, someone's going to force me to watch the Snyder Cut again. <laughs> that is our I've already watched it three oh my times, god why so would you do that I don't want to hear okay um, well anyway um, did we do it did we accomplish anything yeah. 
I think. Yeah, I don't know if we accomplish anything. Are we still friends? I don't know if we accomplish anything more than the Snyder Cut did. Do do we um, ever accomplish anything in these? <laughs> I don't. I I feel better. No, I don't. I don't know. I didn't feel bad to begin with. So well, okay. Uh, for for all the hype that this was built up to, I I'm happy that it didn't. You know either break friendships or ruin everything it was whatever it is what it is the world moves on yeah i wasn't overwhelmed i wasn't underwhelmed i was whelmed yeah i think that's the i think that's wait, the best wait, way to wait, put wait. it ryan have you have you been watching young justice you got it chris i was i put that yeah, in there for everybody yeah, it's about time. I freaking love oh this show. how apropos all right guys well Thanks for listening, everyone. What did you guys think of the Snyder Cut? And by you guys, I mean mom and dad, Lana, Aaron, um, <laughs> Sam, Kevin. I don't know who else. Shout was out to call. shout out to uh, shout out to teachers. Bryce Harrison <laughs> at my school. Um, I hope you I hope you hear this. You're the, you're you're, you're uh, the. You know, I hope you hear this at the two hour eleven minute mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I mean, if you made it this far, you're the real hero. Yeah. <laughs> You're the gods among us. The heroes us. Um, inside us all. Um, if you want to hear more, we will be having a few more episodes soon. Um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier at the time of this recording has already started. So look forward to potentially two episodes on that. Um, at least one, but we might be doing a two-episode thing. A mid-season and, a, and the end of season. Yeah. yeah. Finale. Um, Kong versus Godzilla is coming Pass. out this week. and okay. No, why pass? Isn't that next week? Yeah, it's next week. Yeah, have you watched the trailer, Chewy? Go I, watch I the have. trailer, Chewy. Oh my god, that trailer! That trailer is hilarious. Okay, you know what? I, I mean, you know what? It is. You made us watch Tom and Jerry. You I didn't make you do Tom anything. I suggested it, and for some reason, you guys said yes. Okay, you know what? No, all right. Kong vs. Godzilla. Fine. Are they releasing on on HBO Max, or do I have to go? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, fine. Yeah, all, right. All, all Warner Brothers movies okay. this year. Right? Chris, actually, don't you don't you want to get on some of this Godzilla? Yeah, did you, you like that? Uh, stuff, I feel right? like I don't need to be there to to kind of watch what you guys say. You know? Chris, it, it, I felt like I had to be really cautious with this and have yum chunks represented properly also now i have to wonder how you guys are still speaking and if my traps malfunctioned because it's been three minutes and you're, you're still alive well, this is just well, recorded chris I'll, for one i'll say i was very happy to have your perspective on yes. this episode very 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 yeah much. for no other reason it, uh, i have thanks. missed you i've i've always had fun <laughs> talking to you about movies and hearing your um unabashed fanboyism for dc but Honestly, it's just been a pleasure, and it's been. And do I not bash yes. on Suicide Squad Academy Award? Yeah. No, you do. I, actually, Squad. I thought you were very. You're much. <laughs> I more... do have my limits. Yeah, Chris. I you, have, even you, I have my limits. You have matured as a father, yes. <laughs> and and that's the greatest gift of all. I changed my yes. answer again. It was all worth it. <laughs> yes. All right. Um, well. Um, so thanks for listening, everyone. Oh, real fast, real fast plug. Uh, if you want to hear more of my voice, turn into Marvel Star Wars Explorers. I'm on their big, they finished their run of the original Marvel's Star Wars comics, issue 108. I'm on that. Should be online about now-ish. So head over there, listen to those guys, Brian and Sam. They're lovely. I love them. All right. And that's it. I just, little plug real All fast right. before we went up. Do what the man cool. says. Let's do this. Let's, let's, uh, let's. <laughs> What's Chris? What's a quippy line from Justice League that you could um, end us on? Faith, Chewy, faith. <laughs> the most uncharacteristic Batman line ever spoken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's growth. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag delete the Snyder Cut. Hashtag delete the Snyder Cut. <laughs> <laughs>
Good night, everybody. This has been After the Credits. A Young Chunks Podcast. <laughs>